Welcome back to the Vinegar's Podcast. We are a queer Survivor Superfan podcast. I'm Sam Stanish. We're here to talk about Survivor 44, Episode 5, R.I.P. Matthew's Beautiful Shoulder. Um, <laughs> and we're, this is a very special occasion. This is the first Bitterdurs podcast that's ever been recorded in person with anybody. Yeah. Like, I, well, it has been half and half. Like, one time a guest was with me on one end while Derek was, like, telecommunicating with us but uh this is four people all in the same room talking survivor uh so i'm so excited with me as always is my beautiful ghost Derek riding who's visiting me this weekend i got a shoulder touch that really speaks to the um tactile nature of this conversation absolutely (laughs) and everybody just you know remember to get as close as you want to the uh the microphones this is oh they're they're sensitive but they're like you want to pick it up lean in yeah lean in as always uh, we have an incredible guest. It's a New York City, Chicago meetup, half New York, half Chicago. <laughs> Who, I mean, it's dangerous in the in the room. Uh, <laughs> we're we're going to go guests first. Uh, with us is visiting with Derek, yes. Jeopardy Giant Slayer. You've heard him before on the podcast. Uh, Rowan Talsma. Hello, hello, hello. It's like weird that you're right across from me. I know. It's, it's very intimate, I for ta- sure. I was talking yeah. to Derek about this, like... Uh, at the bar yesterday i was like mm. it's i it's not i don't think my mind is recognizing that this is derek from online like I, <laughs> i'm not fully processing that is the same person and it's not yeah you're, you're you put up a real facade online that is unhideable here yes uh, yeah <laughs> very fake person famously yes, yeah that's that's him chicago yeah. nice um it's all an act and we have a first-time guest, as you might have noticed by us introducing Rome before Christine. Christine is not on the pod. She did not visit us, uh, and we said, you're not allowed this week. Uh, and <laughs> She's actually permanently banned from New York City. Sorry. Yeah, we, uh, oh, no. we put in a call. She, yeah. she canceled on us once before coming to the city, and then so we decided <sighs> she's never allowed to come back. Damn. Um, <laughs> it's it's, it's a, been a long time coming. The, our final guest is my roommate. Uh, but you might know him better from his iconic internet presence. Uh, he's one of the largest influencers in my close circle of friends. Um, and you know, he runs a very popular survivor account, but I won't disclose what that is because I don't think he's ever said that he, it's him who runs it. And it's so true. I, I've never said it. So, <laughs> oh. so I won't be revealing his Hannah Montana nature, but it is oh Jack Connors. Hi everyone. Ooh. I'm so honored to be here. Just just know that you have seen this account and you do know at least one iconic post from this account. That's wow. definitely true. Definitely at least one. <laughs> oh my god. I'm dying to know. Can you bleep it? I don't know. Um, Can you bleep it? I, I mean, it. I could, but I don't want to. So <laughs> we talk about it I'll, just, I'll just whisper <laughs> it. Oh, yeah. to... oh, of course. I, I of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. Oh that makes I, so much sense. That really tracks. We should have been like, making noises. I know. We should Congratulations. Like, hey. Phenomenal work. Did Phenomenal they, work. Did they hear it? Did they hear my secrets? <laughs> we'll find out. Oh. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Okay, so we're here. Yeah. Survivor, but more importantly, you guys are here. Uh, (laughs) How's New York been going? Are you guys having a good time here? Yes, this is Derek's first time in New York City. Mm, My my virgin hole is open. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I'm like, I don't know. I feel like we've gone there before, right? You know? We've been blue. I can't believe that's not the first time someone said hole on this podcast. No, not at all. (laughs) I didn't say which hole. It just feels. when you do a podcast in person, you can forget that 
eventually hundreds of people will listen to this. It, especially because on Zoom you're like, oh yeah, like I'm online. This will eventually be online. It's not but, real. You know, like Survivor contestants are always saying, like you do forget the cameras are there almost instantly, uh, and you know they'll pick up. I like have doing. trouble believing that. I feel like I would be like doing like Jim from the Office, like breaking the well, fourth Tiffany, wall constantly. I feel like never forgot that there were cameras there. She was always mean mugging or like just like giving face right to the camera. Gabe would needed to be Gabe. Yes, yeah. I feel like I would give every production member a name and I'd be like, where'd Steve go? I miss him. <laughs> Right. Looking around <laughs> or pull a um uh, a housewives Beverly Hills um what's her name Miss Thing when she was like shouting production names to make sure that they can't film. You know? I don't actually. That's like that a no. Be. Okay, so this is like a housewives tea thing. If the girls don't want anything on camera, they'll just like start saying the names of production or like shout just start saying like Bravo to like so that they can't show the footage. But um. I've also heard that the hosts Mel and Sue from Great British Bake Off sing like really popular songs that they could never clear the rights to when like contestants cry or whatever. Oh, I miss them. Aren't they replacing True Allies? Matt. Someone? I think so. I, yeah, because I remember I don't watch. Great, I've only seen like two seasons of that show, but I remember they announced one of the hosts is leaving, and everyone was like, "Yeah!" I think. People, yeah, it, it's probably Matt. I feel like people were really yeah. not, not feeling Matt. I was not. He's either. just not. <sighs> to be honest he's just not the vibe I feel like it, I'm sure he's a funny person but not to me <laughs> yeah that was quite a journey we just went on I think the prompt was how's New York <laughs> yeah and in conclusion Matt from break from great break up don't like him that's how New York is going but yeah. yeah we're having fun we did karaoke last night with Sam um what else? What other iconic On Friday things? night, we went to a club that I had to get padded down to get into. Yeah. And I'd never had that experience before, and I didn't know really? if that was, like, a usual thing that you guys experienced. I've never had that in New York no. Really? No, yeah. this was, like, I don't typically do, like, nightclub events, but um, my boyfriend Isaac found this Beyonce event happening in, here in Williamsburg, and um, we wandered over there, and we weren't sure what the vibe was going to be, but it was $10 to get in, and we were like, well, we're in New York, this is fine. And there was no one there, too, so we were like, oh, cool, we can, like, all, like, drinks and sit we had a good time um yes yeah who doesn't love a beyonce night but the only thing was drinks were um like shockingly expensive <laughs> i did pay five dollars for a bottle of water yeah um, yeah the word exorbitant comes to mind mm-hmm. for sure yeah i felt like i was being exploited a little bit i was being like held captive and wow, you were we paid ten dollars to get in there so you're kind of like well i guess i'll stay you have to be there for ten dollars worth of um, enjoyment, I guess. Yeah, and I would say I got at least fifteen dollars worth. Oh, yeah, that's good. Always with you guys. Profit. <laughs> I feel like the padding down is somewhat normal in Chicago. I don't know. Yeah, it depends on where you go. Not at, not at like the gay bars is the thing. Not yeah. Really. yeah, I will say. Um, for Scar- I swear I've been like at least like uh, perused in front of Scarlet probably for like a Charlie uh. XCX night. Well, of course, on a Charlie night. Yeah, Things can get kooky. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> I certainly mean, have my ass grabbed at a gay bar, but, but not. not by TSA. <laughs> I, and TSA? I, yeah. I, I did You've feel never had much safer in the bar having gone through that experience, but I don't think it would have been on my mind whether I felt safe or not had I not gone through the security line. You know what I mean? Mm. No, yeah. I don't. But yes, it just wouldn't have been on my mind. <laughs> no, I was, it was right. Just... It wouldn't have even. I see what but you mean. But you, once it happened, it, it I was put like, you in oh, a... I guess nobody has a gun in here. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, you know, they think about it. Yeah, yeah that's cool. like a thought. I was more thrown by the um, the double negatives. My brain kind of went like mm. fuzzy for a second. You know, mm-hmm. blacked out for a minute. Jack, it's your first time on the podcast. Yes. What's uh, introduce yourself to the to the listener. Oh my god. Well, if you don't know who I am, um, I'm just 
you know, your average guy who tries to make a living online and it just doesn't work, but you try your best. And <laughs> you are the modern everyman. Okay. Yeah. I, I do my best. I'm a singer songwriter, content creator. I'm really just like throwing everything at everything and seeing what sticks and nothing has yet, but don't worry because it will eventually. Yes. I promise. Michelle Fitzgerald knows who you are. So that's true. She's my bestie. That's yes. a profit in my eyes. I, yeah, that's all I need in life. Exactly. It's her validation. So okay. you've made it. Congratulations. You, you, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. That's true. Love I made it to New York. I moved out of my hometown. That's Dear Evan Hansen. Love Where are you from? <laughs> I'm from Jersey. Oh, okay. I'm a Jersey oh. girl. Yeah, Michelle Massage in the building. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> you are kind of like the Michelle Massage. I feel like I'm hilarious Ross Matthew coded, I would say. That's interesting. I was also going to say I'm the hilarious. Okay. <laughs> would I be this, would I be style icon Carson Kressley then? Or I feel like that's Roan. Probably. I'm probably the Carson. Yeah. I'm, uh, thank you, by the way, for that. Thank you for not telling me I'm Ross coded. Um, you can be T.S. Madison. Yeah. <laughs> I can be, I was like, I don't want to be Rue, but I feel like, I don't know. Christine is, is Christine Paul. Paul. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> like, without Paul. question. Yeah. to me. You are anointed. Indeed. You are anointed. Um, so we, yes, as you might have noticed by the, this point in the podcast, it's four white gays on the pod. And I, you know, just call, calling myself in, calling ourselves out, yeah. just referencing and noting for the listener. It's like, you know, I'm, do, I'm doing this in a way that I recognize is a problem. Let's take a moment to just, you know, reflect on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry in advance. <laughs> yeah. For all, for everything. For everything. For everything I haven't even done yet. Yeah. Um, Regardless, season 44, episode 5, but broad scheme, what are you guys thinking about the season? What's, what's uh, up? I feel like this episode I made me realize that, like, the first four episodes, like, were not the best. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I feel like, as always, I think our complaint is always going to be until there is, like, some sort of, like, like, big, mo- like, change in the format that it is, like, the cast is carrying... 100% yes and it's like that's why this episode was so great it actually was giving me um, maybe an unpopular opinion but the top the Joe Del Campo medevac episode of Go Wrong which is all about like mm-hmm. character development like let's check on check in on how everyone feels about everyone and that's why I watched the show um, and so that was why I really loved this episode and I was like oh yeah this is what the show could be doing Yes, I kind of feel like w- with the f- the new era of Survivor, I was actually browsing Survivor Reddit um, at like four in the morning um, to kind of get. So and the I, vacation I read... going really well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a, what an interesting place. Um, but I wanted to kind of get a read on like what people's takes are on the season, like overall. And a lot of people are like talking about how they feel like we're in like a new dark age of Survivor or something. Mm. And I don't fully agree with that, but I have just I do feel like it's so. The episodes do not stick with me the way that they used to. Does, do you know what I mean? Because yes. I feel like they're just like a blur and it's unlike this episode, which was so great. I'm so excited we get to talk about this episode because I agree. It was so much fun. But I feel like every episode up to this one, it's just been like challenge, like mandatory advantage content, like tribal. And then it's over and it's just flying by. And like, mm-hmm. you know, like the this is so this is this really sums it up. They don't do new color schemes for the tribes anymore. Yeah, it's so cut and paste. It's like I'm. I feel like I'm watching an org. 
Do you feel this way, Jack? I, I kind of do, yeah. Um, Jack and I both... Well, do you still play orgs? No. Okay, me neither. Oh. Yeah. Um, Jack and I both used to play orgs, and I have been in an org together, I think. I, I trying really to remember don't if we think were so. in a game before. Maybe not. I feel like they're both like... We both have played Tumblr Survivor, yes. right? Okay. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yeah. Well, you've won, haven't you? Are you a Tumblr Survivor winner? <laughs> yes, I am. Oh, I never even came close. I, my, you should check out my Tumblr Survivor wiki page. I was a. Well, I mean, it took mess. me ten times to win. So. <laughs> Slay, right? Because it's been what, like 110 seasons or something. Yeah, yeah 110 um, was the final one. Oh, it's over. It's officially dead. Okay, well, thank 110. God. We love to okay, see it. But... I'm on Ron's wiki page. <laughs> <laughs> what are my? Can you remind me of my placements? This uh, is Tumblr Survivor, right? Yeah. Yes. Well, your picture is Denise Stapley. Oh. Yeah, we just did. I was always Denise, or I think I might have switched to Cass at this one point. This was pre-cancellation. Yes, oh. this was pre-Winners at War. Oh, Ron, your placements are not good. I know. I was oh. so bad in this in this franchise. I don't know why. What you are they? Ninth out of sixteen. Debbie Ooh. winner. Sixteen out of twenty-one. Yeah, that was oh. bad. Sixteen out of twenty-two, and the Sierra Easton first boot. Eighteenth. <laughs> yeah, so it was first boot my last time I played. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. sort of the Francesca Hogan. Um, but um, how did we get to orgs? Well, yeah, because I feel like I'm watching an org, and um, I don't know, knowing that Carolyn plays orgs, I feel like is also like making me look at it through that lens where it's just kind of like, and what I mean by that for people that are like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Like, with, with orgs, online reality games like you can just like do anything you want like because it's all virtual and so there's no like logistics to worry about in terms of twists or whatever like and so I feel like yeah I just kind of feel like they're kind of both throwing everything at the wall but it's also become very formulaic in a way that Survivor has never been it feels like a form that they filled out yes uh, or a Brant Steel simulation almost kind of vibe especially with like that first tribal where like Maddie went home with one vote or whatever uh, I do kind of live for the chaos a little bit it's not like it's not entertaining it just doesn't the stakes don't feel as high, I think, is what it is. A lot reason. of the conversation so far has been um, pinging for me as a, a weekly listener of On Fire with Jeff Probst. I feel like we're talking about a lot of stuff that has come up on the podcast this week. One, we're praising this episode, and I did feel like the premiere was also a very good episode. Yes. And on, on this week's episode of On Fire with Jeff Probst, he said that both of those episodes were produced by his co-host, whose name is escaping me right now, but she's like a supervising producer on Survivor, mm-hmm. and so she was the lead on those two episodes. So it's like, okay, she understands what makes the show good. Mother alert. Yeah, mother alert. <laughs> well, I could, oh, we'll find out her name. She's queening. Um, <laughs> but then the other thing is, literally, okay, this episode's theme was Borneo. Like, they literally just talked about Jeff's memories from Survivor Borneo. Um, and But throughout that conversation, he's like, and what we learned is trust the format. He's like, as long as if we stick to basically the same format, and that's why we haven't changed very much over the course of the show. Like, it's basically exact, the exact same as it was on day one. But, what? It's talking like, about it's me like, when I lie. It's like, if you're <laughs> trusting the format, you wouldn't have changed literally every single thing about the show. Yeah. When I trust the format, I definitely am like, okay, let's like move the final true elimination like back two spaces. Yeah, that's me trusting the format. I'm still <laughs> drafting my um this is why you suck email to Jeff Probst. <laughs> it's getting long and I you know, he'll never read it on the show. Don't they have I, a whole forum it, about that? Well they every episode of On Fire with Jeff Probst they uh read a hate mail from Jeff from one of Jeff's haters. Oh. And, but they they really pick they really cherry pick the complaints where they're like, Oh well this is stupid because I have to they're like 
like, what, like stop commentating during challenges it's like literally that's the best thing that they're Jeff like does. Jeff looks too young for his age yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, he's too handsome it bothers me last week's yeah. was like cut your hair it's like <sighs> this is not a complaint that anybody has yeah this is like Jeff's cousins are writing in like what's the like what what can we spin like that's kind of the vibe I, I did not know that it's Jeff Probst was doing a podcast him and RuPaul's parallels like yeah. continue to yeah, converge yeah the like baby boomer Scorpio like convergence reality tv host convergence yeah he is hosting a podcast and you know it is propaganda for the show because uh but it it's so funny because you're literally just like hearing how jeff Prep looks at survivor like you've got 45 minutes of him just being like this is what how i see the show this is my take on everything and it's just like what a bizarro perspective <laughs> to have um but we do have it mm. and for that we are thankful I have yet to listen to it. I need to. Trust the format. Sounds like I need to. Just trust the format. Trust the format. And trust your gut. Yeah. Um, But... I forgot where I was going with all of that, but basically, yeah, but basically (laughs) I I do 100% agree, Derek, that the cast is carrying, the cast is so good. I think that the cast would be so much better served by better editing and, um, them just fucking with them a little bit less, like Mm -hmm. just kind of, these people have cool personalities, cool stories, um, like, I, I think my only complaint about the cast, and I feel this way about all of the cast in the 40s, is that it's too many super fans. Like, yeah. I want another Sue Hawk. You know what I mean? Like, I want someone who really feels like they were just, like, plucked out of their everyday life and, like, dropped there and, like, isn't, like, starstruck by Jeff Probst and is just, like, excited to, like, be out there and survive. Someone like, I just missed that. posted this but, week where they're, like, it's ironic that we've never cast more super fans than, like, now, but unfortunately the show is no longer the show that they're a super fan of, and right. it's like, ugh, that's ugh. so horrible to hear, but it's a really interesting way to put it. It does make sense. Yeah, that does make sense. Yeah, you've been dropped. I mean, it's honestly, um, to bring up this better reality television competition show, The Traders. Um, I feel like the <laughs> so reason watched. The Traders UK is, like, to me, the best version of the traders that I've seen, so I've not seen the OG one, or, uh, yeah, I guess I've just seen Wait, the Wait, what's the OG one? Dutch? It's called, like, Das oh. Traders? No, it's something else. <laughs> you can't be far off. Yeah. No. Um, but it is, like, the reason why I think UK is so amazing, and I guess general traders spoilers. Um, like, oh, yeah. Just watch out, everybody. One time we got called out for not appropriately spoiler tagging about a season of TV that had happened months ago. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's like, um, the reason the Traders UK was so good to me was because it literally felt like old school Survivor because it was like a bunch of dum-dums who like didn't have anything to base off of like, oh, this is how you played the Traders. It's just like, oh, we're here to play a game and we're getting money. Um, and like that's... Chuffed. Watch off, we're fuming. Um, and it's like, that's what I want to see. It's like, I want to see a bunch of dum-dums play a game and have fun and get genuinely hurt by each other uh, forever. Yeah. But hurt is one of the best things that came out of uh, American trade And Australian. I oh, say, I haven't seen yet. Um, in Australian Survivor, I will say there's, I, as, as well as the American one really captures that sense of betrayal, I feel like in Australia you get like the moment of heartbreak on a person's face at the end and it's like genuinely very affecting um in a way that i love beautiful slay okay but okay we've complained a lot let's talk about the episode yes. uh i feel like that we because we're all like this episode was good but here's everything we hate about the past seven years of <laughs> well, yeah just we a quick airing of i agree no i know i know yeah exactly <laughs> but okay 
I felt like there was a lot to love about this episode. I felt like the all of the stuff on Tika was great. Like you were saying, like it's it and it's probably because there was no elimination, so that the final segment of the show was like a full like part of the show. But loved Josh, Jam, Jam, and Carolyn. Everybody, they're all like going back and forth about who's gonna take out. It's frustrating we didn't get to see what ultimately would have happened. Right. I mean, well, according to Carolyn, she was very ready to vote Josh out. Yes. <laughs> I, think I think it would have been up to Jam Jam. I think it seemed like they're implying that they would have come back together because they both knew that Josh's idol was definitely fake. Yeah, which was, I mean, that is just, like, so iconic. Like, that is worth the fake idol bullshit that's going on just to, like, for those moments of, like, let's just, like, ruthlessly mock one of our best, like, uh, one uh, of our tribe mates yeah. in front of him. Right, I mean, that was just one of the most truly, like, thrilling and genuinely hilarious and enthralling scenes of Survivor in such a long time. I and mean, we watched it together, like, our reaction was just, like, to them laughing at him. I, I had to just jump right into it because it's, like, the best part of the episode. But, like, them laughing at his idol was, like, so... It was, like, a perfect, like, the, the Tumblr thing, like, a perfect cinnamon roll of a Survivor mm. scene, you know? It was just, like, everything I love, like, gays laughing at each other <laughs> and, like, people being petty and people getting called out for their lies. It was just, it was very good. Jim Jim, like, couldn't stop himself from laughing because, like, it, he was just, like, looking at the idol and it, like, all fell apart in his hand. <laughs> it fell apart and then also, like, if Josh knows anything about idols on Survivor, he used way too many beads. <laughs> <laughs> he, he used, like, 30 beads. And I was like... They don't have the budget for 30 beads, Josh. Right. Like, no, they especially the now, the, the, the idols are basically the stick for Micronesia now. The idols are ugly. Like, remember, it used to be, like, a big plate or, like, a, like you know, a legit, like, object. Yeah. They're, they they look like crap now because they want them to be easier to fake, I, I think. think. the entire birdcage yeah. should have been an idol, and you had to carry oh, that man. into Child Counts. <laughs> you actually Honestly. had to wear it on, on your head. Like, That's like yeah. Wendell's immunity idol was Eric's... Individual immunity necklace, right? Oh, that was that was really cursed. Yeah, literally, it was cursed. They had to reverse the curse. I forgot. I mean, I feel like that's kind of like my. um, Is it weird to say Ghost Island felt kind of like the beginning of the Jump the Shark moment that we're in? I wouldn't say we're in a new Dark Age. I feel like that's kind of a. Because it's like, in my brain, we've been in a dark age since, like, 32. Like, really, if we're getting real about it. We are being real. And (laughs) in saying that, that is real. But it's like... I feel like, like, Ghost Island is, like, they became too self-aware. Like, the fact that they are in on, like, fandom jokes, to me, feels, like, a little perverse. Yeah, like, That was, like, our thing as, like, a fandom. And Survivor needs to be separate from that. And I feel like as soon as they, like, caught wind of, like, the fucking stick moment and, like, got the joke. And right. It's, like, that's when I think <laughs> things got a little dicey. The, yeah. the, the, the what's the inmates are running the the asylum. Uh, the asylum is kind of the turn of phrase that comes to mind of like uh it feels like we've crossed a sacred border right you were like you weren't supposed to know about this right exactly yeah. this is our thing i feel that yeah but i feel like there's a way they could still do it in a way that's I, like i i like self we're talking about drag race it's like <laughs> literally all they say is stuff that people said on season four <laughs> but, I, but i feel like that's like even as soon as like season two they are referencing yeah. like Cara, uh, cameroon like that's just like the vernacular of the show is like the show itself like and and it's just a big yeah. shift because there's yeah. like those stories from season two where like people were talking so much about season one and the producers had to be like stop this is all about you guys and so now like two decades in for them to be like we're actually gonna talk about the rest of the it's show like never mind yeah i don't like it i mean that's kind of how i feel like uh, not to bring up housewives again unfortunately but <laughs> that's like my feeling on um the girls trip which is essentially their all-stars thing it's like they talk very openly about like the production side of things 
for Housewives, and I don't really like that part of it. I'm like, I could read about this on, like, a Reddit AMA, you know? Right. Like, I'd rather hear it there than, like, hear you. Do Housewives do AMAs? I think they do. They do. That's some do. very funny yeah. for me to imagine one of the Housewives, like, on Reddit. I'm, I'm sure it's an assistant. <laughs> sure. You know? Sure. Yeah. The gay bestie. Right, exactly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that's how I, it's just like, yeah, I don't like it. It's a little too meta. I feel like it works for Drag Race because Drag Race was always a parody of reality television. Right. Survivor is a, is a progenitor of of Drag Race and of all of this stuff. I will say it works for me when Carolyn mockingly says, do what's best for my game (laughs) in quotation marks. Like she's making it like, that's exactly how my vibe on like strategic thinking where I'm like, oh, this is so boring. I don't even need to talk about it. In the workroom, Iana. Yeah. (laughs) She's so is that she's even saying it like it's such like a cliche at this point so like i like that as like a reference for sure that that's yeah that feels like carolyn as like a genuine like fan who's like seen it it's like when the show itself is like hey remember when this dumb thing happened in the show like it's like yeah we do like we don't need to talk about that that's fine (laughs) um do you guys, who, I mean, this is getting to the end of the episode already, but who who would have gone home? I think it was Josh. I think it was Josh for sure. I lean with Sam yeah. where it's like, I think Carolyn and Jam Jam were about to get back together. Yeah. Car- the, I rewatched the the episode this morning and Carolyn and Jam Jam talking after she gets back from the reward is literally the perfect, It's that is why I love Survivor. Like, yeah. She gets back, she sits down and she's like silently being like pointing to them and we're like, we're good, we're good, we're good. She does it like every single time Josh turns around and then the, the moment that they get a second like break away from Josh and talk to themselves, She's like up in, in Jam's face, right? Like, do like she's like voguing in yeah. front of his head right. to like make sure he's looking directly at him, and just like she's like, I'm so with you, like everything. I'm, she's like, and I'm sorry, I'll never stray from you ever again. Like you're perfect, I love you. <laughs> so it's, she, they, I'm so glad that they got it. That was my number one sadness uh, last episode that they yes. had fallen apart. Like those two together is magic, and I mean, I'm glad that. Brandon and Danny were so bad at the game that like it uh, made Carolyn want to get back together with Jam Jam. Oh my god, I can't even. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, Jack, what are your who are your favies? I feel like we haven't gotten dug into that. I obviously Carolyn is superstar, megastar, yes. number one, iconic television realness. Referencing Carolyn at this point is kind of being like, yeah, I think Sasha Colby's gonna win. Right, <laughs> she's sort of the Sasha Colby equivalent like for a survivor right now like and i mean that very sincerely mm-hmm. yeah yeah but i hate to say it like she's the only one i like on this season <laughs> I, I mean i feel like that's not unfair to say honestly it's like yeah i do love jam jam i do love yeah are you saying you don't love jam jam <laughs> wow he's all right i mean i think i would like heidi if she was on the show exactly but... well that's what i was also gonna say is that like thinking about the joe del campo right episode um there were only five of them left so it really was this like incredible character study of these five mm-hmm. people unfortunately there were what 13 of them left this episode like yeah. and heidi and lauren i mean really like i don't when i do edgic i don't really do an invisible ranking but like this is about as close as i would give like heidi and lauren were not in this episode and like yeah. i don't know where they're where they are in the game who they're working with at all they're really purpling some people i still. mean we needed a yeah. fifth episode explaining the showmance between franny and matt and then we needed <sighs> my god a random kane and matthew scene uh, but i guess that was more so his shoulder injury yeah. than right. having kane be involved in the story in any way i think they're setting up kane to be like a typical like mid-merge boot like because he's they're giving him these little threads like, like a sammy yeah exactly actually yeah. like you know like they're giving him like 
a link to Carson. They gave him this link to Matthew, but that was just to give Matthew more, bloat his story more before he went home. I want to be a hero, but join the Canadian anthem. Like, <laughs> I really think that Carson is going to betray Kane. Like, because Carson's been set up to have this like devil angel shoulder thing. And then even in the conversation with Kane, they're kind of being like, oh, we're nerds, let's talk about the Jedi. And I think that... Car- I think Kane is a Jedi, and I think Carson is a Sith. Rule of two, kill <laughs> kind of thing. I yeah. like that. Um, they asked. Um, I'm gonna do a quick diversion because so I believe Carson asked Kane what his favorite Pokemon type is. Can yes. we just go around the room? Yeah. Oh my quick? god, I had this. I was gonna bring this up as well. Okay. <laughs> our our fucking off. minds. Jack, yeah. what's your favorite Pokemon? Um, type? Probably. And say your favorite Pokemon. Well, my favorite Pokemon is Togepi. I have a yeah. plush of Togepi literally Amazing. sitting in my bedroom. Oh, right I see Toadette in there too. Word. Yeah. Oh, well, to- yeah, Toadette's yeah. my favorite Mario okay. character. Different question. Another right. Story. Same. Same. We can Different go name. And say our Toadette. Toadette is mother type. Yeah. So, but I don't think Fairy is my favorite type. I think Water is probably my favorite type. Mm-hmm. But that's just because I'm a Pisces. I love to swim, and I'm a waterbender. Yeah. Period. No, I see it. Yeah. Um, my favorite Pokemon is definitely Vileplume. Um, oh, iconic choice. Absolutely. I just, lo- like, if you read their Pokedex entries, like, they're just, they're like witches. Like, they're, like, they do, like, their little pedal dance routine together, and they, and they, like, trick people into coming into their poison, because they smell amazing. Like, everything about it, fabulous. And my favorite type, definitely poison, for sure. Um, I think it's just because I like purple, and a lot of them are purple. So mm-hmm. all, all my favorite Pokemon, like, growing up from Gen 1 were all poison types. Yeah, so. Ron, Blossom is one of my top four favorite Pokemon and I do kind of feel like we, we are gonna are, have a fucking problem well I feel like we come from the same place where we grew into different people I okay you know what I'll respect that I just very strongly feel you can cut this out but I just very strongly feel that Blossom <laughs> no, should have okay. um, been its own Pokemon like I don't think like th- that line was perfect the way oh, that it and was and I didn't well, need <laughs> I didn't need the branched evolution like I just feel like it muddies the waters too much Blossom is one of the cuntiest slays we have on the side of Blossom Honey, so just cool your guts. Yeah. I just don't like how a Pokemon gets smaller when it evolves. I think that's pretty cute. She got she, she serves. She her but waist, she does waist serve. Waist on blue lives matter. Blue, no, blue lives <laughs> don't matter. What's the phrase? <laughs> Mariah skinny. Blue waist lives, on so. fuck blue lives. That's it. I was like, waist on blue lives matter is a very different, uh, t- not real. Thing. Leave it to like the white gay TM themed episode to like yeah. butcher a Twitter quote yeah, like that. Sorry. <laughs> like typical. Not lives. a true lamb moment. <laughs> Blossom is the anime character that's like tiny but is so packed with energy and yeah. power that like she slays. On this pod, the only blue life that matters is the Oddish line. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> and Polyworld. Amen. And Polyworld. <laughs> Period. Um, um, Derek, what's your favorite Pokemon type? Um, infamously fighting type. I love that they're like kind of, there's like these two, there's like your two versions of a fighting type. There's like the like martial artist and then there's like superhero. And I love both of those vibes. I think, and the fact that they're kind of like grouped together is very fierce to me. Um, but my favorite Pokemon is Tangrowth, which I feel like leads people to, and also my love of green. It's like people are yeah. like, oh, you're a grass type aficionado. And it's like, I, well, I appreciate, um, and my heart will always lie with the fighting types, you know? That's love cute. That. Yeah. I like Jack. Well, period. I oh, do like I Jack. Thank you. Oh my God. <laughs> I, comma, like Jack, comma, uh, <laughs> am a water type stan, have always adored water types from day one, and my favorite is Waylord. <laughs> Love um, that. Waylord's water amazing. Boy, big yeah, boy. big guy. Big guy. Pure yeah. water. Yes. It's uh, pure. He's huge. He evolves at level 40. <laughs> um, he's that king. is fierce. Uh, Love a big whale. Yes. It's like, it's the level of commitment it takes to get a Waylord is like 
Very telling, I feel like. Wilmer's great too. You got the Wilmer water watering can. Yes. Yeah. Like Waylord's part of the Relicanth and the mm. Reggie trio lore with the I don't speak on it. They were big divas. Like they're like you have to get the fiercest Pokemon you can find in the ocean and then read Braille. And then you can get us. They really taught me about Braille (laughs) in in Generation 3. Okay. Did Matthew quit? (laughs) Is it a quit? I personally, I'm just jumping. I'm coming in hot here. I do not think that um, severe medical issues that you could hypothetically stay in the game for, but like really, really should not. I don't think that's a quit. It's a Courtney Moon. No. It's a Dana. Dana Dana, thank you. I was like, other lesbian coded person <laughs> like is he just supposed to stay out there with a discolate dis sorry dislocated shoulder with no, like no cast like no regular medical attention like i don't know i could also just speak on how i think matthew was being an idiot and constantly like straining his shoulder more from challenges i think he talked he about that never in, Exit had it in the sling like yeah. he never put it in the sling yeah that's because um, he trained for it you know uh, trained for what like so it was definitely all very self-inflicted by his hubris um but missy outlived she hobbled into final tribal and she knew what she had to do right and it would be different if he had done that on like day what 22 or whatever I roll my eyes because that's the end of the season Um, in the late game (laughs) if that had happened in the late game and he just and then I think he probably would have stuck it out to the end but like yeah he did it really early it was his own fault I don't I'm not being like oh my god they need to bring back Matthew the way that I think they maybe should bring back Bruce because like Matthew did get to play like he played a lot actually so and I wasn't that compelled by him so I don't feel like he needs to come back but um (laughs) that's just my opinion but um I don't think he, I don't think he should be like shamed as a quitter. Yeah, I, I think no quitter should be shamed. And I, but like you know, this is like a medically induced quit. It's like right. fine. Like it's fine. He pulled himself from the game because he was really hurt. And I don't think that quitting in any scenario. I think anybody should be allowed to quit for any reason. Right. Sandra Diaz Twine is a quote unquote quitter, allegedly according to some people, because she was like. Edge of Extinction is dumb. Bye. Like, if you're saying Sandra's a quitter, that means you think Wendy's a quitter. Right. And Keith is a quitter. What is your problem? Yeah, that's just wrong. <laughs> Big Wendy are... Um, we Furry got the exclusive. Queen, yes. We got the exclusive. <laughs> what? Our, our first known... Furry player of Survivor. Yes. Out furry contestant Wendy. That's amazing. Survivor there's I, there's at least one Jeopardy champ I can think of who's a furry. Um, names, not, let's not be a season. Of no, it's, and it's because it I want to be clear. This is not coming from any place other oh, no. than a, a simple acknowledgement claim, of the great I diversity. Yeah, the slay. <laughs> but yeah, that's funny. Yeah, period. Period. <laughs> but who's the Jeopardy winner? <laughs> no, I'm not gonna say. Oh, okay. I don't know. I, I don't know if he's actually secret. that okay. public about it. Okay, yeah. I didn't know if it was a secret. If it was like that's his account. No, um, <laughs> that'd be amazing. Like, but like the furry no. like uh, obstetrician. There's like some like f- or the furry lawyer. There's always like some like furry professional. Well, the thing about furries is that they're all rich because every they 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 right, because their kit costs like as much as going on Drag Race does. Yeah. So. The most rich person you know is probably a furry, and they had to go to medical school to pay for their suit. Um, <laughs> okay, and then what was I about to talk about? Okay, it seems like they're setting up nerds versus mm. jocks. Like, we yes. got the bro dude alliance on the reward, and I feel like Franny and Matt are like weird nerds in love, and then Carson and Kane are like weird dorks too. Uh, it yes. feels like that. Because, like, there are not alliances on any of the tribes going into the merge, basically. That is my... The, the Soka people are together, quote-unquote, but it seems like Danny's ready to get rid of all of them. 
Right. That was my feeling that we were talking about um, something about, like, um, alliances. Was that something? I, I don't know. <laughs> Us <laughs> talking about strategy. We were like, an no, alliance, that's what, okay, so yeah, that's what it was because I feel like we were sort of dipping our toes in Edgic a little. Of, like, I feel like this person is going to be mid-merge or whatever. Right. And, like, that's, I guess, more Edgic. But I feel like you can't be mad at us for doing that because the show's not giving us anything else to work off of. This is what they're presenting to us. This is part of the show. They're like, we're nerds, we're jocks. Right. But it's like, I can't be like, oh, well, from a strategic standpoint, Kane, like, why do you think that Kane is mid-merge? You're spoiled. Like, something, people just get so pissed it's not. I'm thinking we should put out a um, poll to see if our listeners really care if we talk about it later in the show. I feel like that's always I think people know that Edric comes up when I'm on. So I'm just kind of, I'm kind of like the, like, bug spray. Uh, if like you know what I mean, like people probably won't listen. We'll do a poll this week. We'll see what yeah. people think. Do you, is there hateration in the dancery? Do you guys have haters no, in the comments? We we have a very we have a very loving listenership. Um, we've never been told not to talk about Edric during the main show, That's but we we just did it from the start. Mainly, well, it's because we a formative experience in our Survivor fandom was Korong, where we were like, you're Michelle Truth. <laughs> and like, for like a year after, everyone was so sensitive, like Snowflake special, about uh, <laughs> like talking about Edric at all. There was that like special Edric blurring text on Survivor Reddit. Oh, holy shit. Like, yeah, this was like when I first became a fan. I remember this now. that Because this is when I learned about Edric was yeah. during Korong. Yeah. Um, and so I think we're both just like, well, I hope everybody's happy with what we're doing. But I like... It seems like it's... I feel like since that moment, it's become a much more weaved into the fandom than it was. Um, So maybe people would be okay if we talked about it. I don't know. Less taboo. And I mean, also, like, a lot of the show is flooded with, like, advantages and other stuff. So, like, there's only so much, like, personal or strategic content to talk about. Like, it's probably, like, max 15 minutes of the show. Like, literally, if that, yeah. There's more to prognosticate about than there is to, like, talk about about the episode, I feel. Exactly. Because it's, like, in... Like, yeah, like, how was I supposed to strategically guess that Maddie would get idled out by Brandon in the first episode? How, like... I just used my brain. Yeah, it's like, I just listened to what the show told me, which was, he said, I want Maddie out of the game, and I have an idol that I'm going to play today. Right, exactly. And I think maybe that's sort of what I meant. I know we're getting really meta now, but, like, that's sort of what I meant when I said that it feels low stakes, is, like, it just seems like people... And part of it, I think, is the shorter length and the less time that they're on these tribes and stuff like that, too. um, People do not seem to be as emotionally invested in their own game, their own experience on Survivor as I'm, like, used to. There are exceptions, like Marianne, major exception. Like, there, you know, there's uh, Shan, obviously. Like, there's others that, like, have delivered in that in that way. Um, Carolyn, I think, is. But, like, it, it just, you know, that first episode's a great example of that where it just seemed like people were just we were just being told like via confessionals or whatever that like someone was getting voted out and we weren't really seeing like what they did to like cause people to like not trust them. The only person who's really given us a lot of that kind of material is actually Josh, who I, I kind of hope sticks around at this point because he's like really delivering in terms of like kind of a new school villain, which like I, I am enjoying we a lot. Love a cockroach. Yeah. Well, kind of a, not even a villain, like an antihero. Cause he got so much positive content this week um, with his whole backstory and everything and, and surviving this episode when he maybe wouldn't, have right so it's almost like an erica thing where like he got swapped saved and now he's medivac saved as well 
Josh is sort of mirroring one of my faves, Jamie, who's just like, he's just like, they're both so unbelievably confident, even though everyone around them is like, we're going to vote you out, <laughs> uh, which I, which is uh, one of the best kinds of characters you could be on the show. We love drag delusion. I feel yes. like that's something we've learned right. time and time again. It's like, Garrett I, from Kagayan taught us much. Yes. For sure. yes. Like that is a, we, the word himbo gets thrown around so much, but that's, that's a himbo king right there of like, I'm running things and I'm also really buff. And only one of those is true. <laughs> With the most beautiful confessional scene in history. I know, I know literally exactly what you're talking about. Exactly, right. Yeah. Beautiful. Like what laying a, back. Looks like a romance novel cover. It was oh magnificent. Oh my god. Yeah. It's yeah. giving romanticism. <laughs> it's giving, giving something. Yes. Um, <laughs> but yes, I agree. Um, Tika was giving... Um, were there other tribes this week? Uh, Soka was giving us... So- is a Soka? There's, Soka. I don't even know the tribe names. Yeah, so- Soka's green. You literally do. You said Soka. Okay, well, I was like, Soko, Soka. I, oh. I know there's been a Soko. There's probably been a Soku. I don't know, but... Girl, Soka, they, what up? They, <laughs> their only scene was them learning how to breathe, I guess. Yeah, okay. Yes, they are meditating a lot on Soka tribe. And Jamie was like, this is the perfect tribe for me. If I had to do it all over again and I got to choose which tribe, I would definitely choose Soka. <laughs> Um, she's, <laughs> everything Jamie says turns to gold. Um, but like, yeah, I agree. Like we definitely don't need every single episode to be about Franny and Matt. What's Heidi up to? What's, right? Like, it's, show me Danny and Jamie speak to one another. That, any conversation they have must be amazing. Literally. It's like, why are you depriving yourselves of this is the question. Um, I would love more Danny scenes cause he's gorgeous. So there's that. Um, and, and I do think he's actually a, shaping up to be a pretty good character as is Jamie. So I agree. Um, I, I feel like the Franny and Matt stuff, like it's good content and they're both good characters. I think they're both really charismatic. Yeah, they both get good them. confessionals. Matt, especially I think it like has like a really fun vibe. I'm like enjoying him a lot. He's like definitely like in the upper part of like my rankings of who's left, but it just felt like the story itself didn't go anywhere. Like it felt like it was just a rehash of like their initial connection that they made in episode one. Like I didn't learn anything new about either of them through that process. I already knew that Matt had like gone through a breakup right before the show. I already, you know, it started interesting because it came from Jamie, like not knowing that they like each other a lot. So she's like talking shit about Matt to Franny, (laughs) um, which was very funny. But then, yeah, it became like, and we like each other. Uh, and I, I did like that they included the producer being like, you're blushing. That was nice. That, that was a good moment. I forgot about that moment. I totally just missed it on the rewatch. But I was like, I want more production subtitled lines. I like, was, I would love like, they, I want us like do like a super cut of like every single time the producers have like spoken to a contestant from behind the camera. I think it's only happened a few times. I think it's only twice. I, I think it's only think just, just the second time. Season. Well, I, oh, I hate to bring it up, but Island of the Idols. Oh. It happened uh, yeah, a couple times. That was the only other. Yeah. Yeah, with Kelly, yeah, sure. um, which is so that's maybe not something to like yeah. queen out so about. So we can have a um, more fun, <laughs> yeah, more fun stuff moment. like that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, speaking the, of the Carolyn and Franny sleigh, yeah, I want a moment like the moment on um, season one of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City when <laughs> um, the Jen is like at they're at the salt baths or whatever, and Jen is freaking <laughs> the fuck out and is like throwing water all outside the bathtub and like at the camera, and then you hear the a producer go, "Why did you throw water at the camera?" <laughs> I, I just started watching season one of that season, so that, that's fresh in no, the brain. that's um, television. Yeah, that, that's the kind of shit I want to see. I want to see someone, like, throw, di- throw dirt and sand at the camera and be like, stop fucking recording me! You know, I want someone to just be over it. Literally. They all seem to love being on camera just, like, a little bit too much. Like, I'm a bit of a ham. I get it. I've been on TV. Like, I get it. But they, they seem to be really leaning into it this season. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I think Housewives is a good 
comparison or even a drag race. I feel like they have those sort of moments. I feel like we hear a lot from producers on yes. drag race and it's like, if we're going to like fully lean into like, this is a television show that's being made for you to watch, which I think they were trying to do with Jeff Probst talking to the audience in 41. Oh. Right. Like, why not just like go full board with it? Like you said, like let's hear for producers. Yeah. Well, we did have that Carolyn cold open of the premiere that's, yeah. as something that was like that. that. That yeah. was very tar-coded, you know, like, let's come in on a scene that's, like, very out of context and very uncontrolled by our main character, um, very real, you know, unfiltered. Carolyn starts the clock. She's, yeah. <laughs> I didn't, oh, that's the tar you meant? I was yes, like, I was very, like, is no, this the amazing race? <laughs> Carolyn on Carolyn. That's what I want to watch. <laughs> yeah. um, what was I going to say? Oh, well, it is, they are kind of starting to mimic Drag Race, even though Drag Race started as, like, a mockery of reality it's like becoming this like influence like survivor has this scene this week where jam jam and josh are like let's talk about how we're gay yeah. and it was right like, they put up a work room and like gave them make like paint paints if this would just be drag race and literally and then it's so funny it's so funny hearing jam jam be like this is my backstory like i it's very emotional whatever and josh's thing is like yeah i came out in sophomore year of college yes. <laughs> just the comparing is you know it, it's you know everybody's story is uh valid uh it's funny to put them side by side it, i mean it was very like a direct parallel to this season of drag race i believe there was a moment like that between um mistress and was was it who was it she was like with someone who was like, "Yeah, I came out and my parents loved me." And Mistress was like, "Um, I have to leave my home." Right. And... I don't. Talk, I haven't talked to my mom in twenty years. Yeah. I think that would have been Lux or Lucy because it was pretty recent, and I know it wasn't Anitra or Sasha. I th- so was it Lucy? Might have been Lucy. I mean, for, uh, I think it for me to like yeah. put throw like put something on Lucy Laduca. <laughs> I actually no, I really do think it was Lucy. <laughs> we'll, we'll, someone will tell us. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure, loves. <laughs> Coming out as a non-Drag Race watcher. <gasps> this is the best season in years. I don't know. I, I will not watch a 60-minute Drag Race episode. I'm That's sorry. 90 minutes. Oh, yeah. Well, they were... Don't, the show was good for most of it. Yes. Two weeks of amazing episodes, and then it's been it's been good. It's been back to 90 minutes, which I will say is a mistake. Indeed. Alas. I just think they need to be shorter, but also... We won't stick on this, but they need to be shorter, but also better edited for me to like enjoy it. My problem was that they they were shorter, which I thought I agree with you. I think that's a better runtime for that show, but I also feel like it was edited so poorly. It was year. cast and yeah. produced as if it, they were going to have ninety minutes. Is how I feel. I think Rue even said like I I promised myself, aka the producers like of the show, told me that I have to have an elimination every yeah. episode, and like that, I like sixteen queens, like. That's a lot for the show, so it's like... Yeah, it was a gauntlet. It was a real gauntlet this year. There is a happy medium, they just, like, have not chosen to hit it yet. Much, and, and that's the exact same with Survivor. Yes. Jeff, Jeff and Rue parallels ongoing. It's like We need 90-minute Survivor episodes, just so we can have a long boot episode like Justine Brennan's. Yes. yes! We need to, like, full, like, a coronation, like, fallen angel. Like, we have to recognize that we are losing one of our girlies to its fullest extent. Yes. <laughs> um, we learned some backstories in the so yes. What do we think about... What are you guys thinking about the, like, packages about, like, our tragic backstories on Survivor in the new era? As somebody who watches Survivor to learn about different types of people from different walks of life and all that fun stuff, I like it. Oh. It just seems too weird, weird to me that this season, they just, like, completely did not care about giving personal stories to the first four boots at all. Like, I know not a single thing about Maddie, Helen, Claire, or Sarah, like, on a personal level. True. 
And I'm just like, yeah, I guess I care about the people who make it further, but like those poor girlies that were on this show. And like for 41, 42, 43, I feel like I know every single person on that cast, even just like the most minute, like personal detail about them. But I feel like this season's been lacking and it's just because we have to show the birdcage three times. Right. For some reason. I also just, yeah, I don't know it. I agree with that, Jack. And it's like, it feels really for, I can't, it's the same word formulaic because like with 41, we hadn't had survivor in like what two, almost two years before that. And like, we were all just like so pumped that it was back and like they were making new decisions with editing. And I remember it like 41 got so much praise for its editing, at least in terms, not in terms of like, um, distribution of content between the people on the show. I think they've always struggled with that, but like in terms of like, just like doing scenes differently and stuff like that. And the flashbacks got like a lot of praise in 41. And I feel like the flashbacks in 41 were like well integrated. They were like put in, like, I think Shans comes to mind, like Shans backstory package got like brought in at a time where it like gave some context for like why she was such a kind of complex character who was both like very charismatic and very rootable, but also like kind of a villain. It all kind of like clicked once you understood her backstory. Right. I feel like they haven't done a good job with that, with these. I've, they just, they, it, uh, I don't know. Again, low stakes. Just low stakes. And it's not that the stories aren't important. It's just the way that they're inserted into the episode or the way that they're told has less of an impact and makes, I, I don't like care as much. And I agree. Like I, they, there hasn't been as many of them and I don't know as much about these people as I did about people on previous seasons. I do feel like generally this era of Survivor, the editing has been better in the merge than in the pre-merge. Like I feel like once they're all together, they, it's, they've been, maybe I'm just misremembering, but I feel like at least in 41, like I was complaining like every week until <laughs> like a, a, there was a good episode in the pre-merge. And then I feel like as we moved on, it got better. Who knows if I'm just talking out my ass? We'll have to re-listen to the podcast. Um, <laughs> but the for the the packages, I like knowing about them. I don't think that they really inform anything about what's happening on the island. Like Danny, we learned about his daughter who's like four months old, and it's like, well, now I know that. But why did we hear this? I right. don't, I'm not really sure. And then Josh has made a little more sense where he was like, I've gone through so much adversity, and I just turned that into like positives, and that's what I'm gonna do here. And I was like, I guess that makes sense, but I probably would have i don't know it just was was that the best use of this time to show josh why not show josh like more on on scene on location like actually doing that i agree 100 percent. i'm like i kind of go back and forth on it but i think i'm kind of lately thinking about sort of like elimination like games and stories in general i think where i'm landing is i don't really need it or care for it i feel like survivor is about like different people like people from different walks of life however i want to hear that and see that how that manifests on the island in this specific context i don't need to know like you said that i mean danny will probably say that he has a daughter do i need like a blurred out like photo of that not really because i can i take danny's word for it it's like i think in this version of reality like johnny like johnny fairplay like we would, I don't know, like, I'm imagining how would they edit, like, the grandma line nowadays? It would be, like, way less impactful because you sit with this sort of knowledge or, like, this, like, you are convinced of, like, oh, his grandma's dead, like, something. But then you get that great reveal later and we don't need some sort of, like, here's a photo of Johnny Fairplay with his alive grandma. It's like, I, we don't need that. It's the, like, the real tea, to be honest, is that no one would do the dead grandma thing anymore because all of these people are on the show hoping that they can get, like, sponsored content deals on Instagram after this. Like, nobody is going into this anymore. Like, 
the way that Johnny Fairplay, I'm not even a Johnny Fairplay fan, but like that, you know, that takes a, a lot of guts um, and, and lack of giving a shit to do that. And I think people are just so much more aware of how the public perceives them and social media now and stuff like that. I'm not trying to be like, oh, cancel culture, but like, I think that probably would never happen to begin with. It would be crazy to see them try to edit it. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> yeah. so that's where I think my perspective is, is like, it just doesn't feel like Survivor to me. It just feels like not what I'm trying to watch it for. Like, I'm just thinking, I'm like, I, if, if they are going to do it, I almost would prefer a bake-off sort of format where it's like, in the first two episodes, you get everyone's intro package and we're done. The rest is just the baker, bakers and we get to see their personalities and what they do in the tent. And that's it. And you get your little phone calls to home and stuff and that's your peek into their life. I agree. Yeah. I feel like it used to be about, like, they're kind of subtle, but it's kind of like, it used to be about what happened on the island and like from the people who are from the different walks of life and now it's like about the walks of life from like who, who they are outside of the show and it's like i don't that's not why i'm here it feels like emotion i mean i know it seems silly to like rag on a reality television show for being emotionally manipulative but that kind of is how it feels where it's like there are already stakes you don't need to add more stakes of like jesse has a family at home that needs the money like the stakes are already there like if i want jesse to win i want him to win regardless of his circumstances I want to care more about yeah. him betraying Cody than him winning for his family. Exactly, because then it's right. like, I feel good about that he betrayed Cody, which I would have probably anyway. But um, <laughs> it's like, yeah, I just want the show to sort of present its story uh, in its own, as like a self-contained sort of moment in time. I just yeah. think that they're more compelling, maybe it's personal taste, but I just think that it's, like, more compelling when it's dialectic. Like, I think it's yes. more compelling when it's, like, you are learning, like, while you were talking, I was thinking of um, Kyle Jason from Co-Wrong, actually. Yes. Not my favorite character, to be honest, but, like, oh, the way no. that he, like, talk, <laughs> the way that, <laughs> I was definitely not a fan back when that was on TV, but um, the way that, like, he, he talked about he was a good confessionalist, but the way that he would talk to other people in his alliance and stuff about his daughter and like why he was on the show and all of that stuff, it gave him so much depth. It made us, it helped us understand, even if we didn't agree with his actions on the island, it helped us understand why he did them. Yes. And I don't feel like, again, just because like you were saying, Jack, about how like they're having to edit around all of this compulsory advantage content, like um, all of that stuff. Like we just don't know enough about these people for these stories to like hold any weight. Because we don't see why they're doing it on the, like, you know, we don't get any context for it of how it's impacting their experience on the island. Mm -hmm. That's what I mean. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm thinking of, um, not to be like a huge dork, but like Danganronpa, like those <laughs> games are like, if you're not familiar, they're like the idea is kind of like a, it's like a killing game, like elimination game sort of idea, but it's like characters in that will like reveal backstory, but it's like, they aren't always telling the truth. And I feel like Survivor should also have that sort of element of like, I guess I just have to take Kyle Jason's word for it that he's telling me the truth here. I don't need a photo. I don't need a video. Uh, like, I just, I don't know. It doesn't feel holistic to me. Right. It doesn't need, like, background music. Yes. Like, just present it as it happens. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I, that's That sounds weird. Of course, it's a reality show. Of course, it's going to have music. But you know what I mean. <laughs> I will say the one, like, package that really like slayed for me was Lindsay 42 football reveal yes that was fierce like oh i loved learning that she played like on the boys football team like that's a great like late game reveal like would i've loved to have known that earlier sure but it's also just like a i got a little surprise trick up my sleeve <laughs> she was giving rubiliana in yeah. that moment 
<laughs> Lindsay, it, I mean, yes, we talked about it all season 42 where it's like, we don't know anything about this girl. I wish she was giving, getting more because every time she was on screen, she like popped so much. And so like, but I love that she had like in those last two episodes where like, I feel like the fan, like the broader fan base really got on her side because she really served in those last couple. She did. We live. Thank you, Lindsay. Does anybody else have any thoughts on season 44, episode 5? Um, I feel like we talked it through. Packages, Tika, Implosion. I loved loved Jam Jam. I didn't get to really make that clear. Um, Probably one of my favorite male survivor contestants like in some time um definitely have a crush on him but also think that he is a really good player and so funny like just like him laughing at josh gave me so much unbridled joy and like i've had a bit of a rough week um i got laid off on monday um and so i was coming into this watching this episode in kind of a weird uh headspace but it definitely i was so glad that we had such a good episode that i was actually really invested in and not just on my phone the whole time which i kind of was a little bit for the first four episodes not gonna lie jam jam Saving lives. Literally. Yeah. Thank you, Jam Jam. Come on the pod. Jam Jam does rule. I love him so much. And I agree. I like he's really good. He has a great game sense and he's so funny and he's really cute, like you said. Yes. And it's like I Full don't package, know. triple threat. <laughs> like I his like surprise like I love that he got blindsided last episode. Like that's yes. fun. Like that's a well rounded, fully realized survivor character. Blindsided and then like he's like trying to work his way back into people's good graces and like the scene between him and josh where he's like josh it seems like you're really mad at me and josh <laughs> is like no i don't care at all like let, i don't care let's just move on uh that was hilarious yes i agree it's just like the tika girlies <laughs> throwing up. I'm, I'm looking at jack's notes and i see brandon slash danny throwing up yeah hard same yeah. that was i didn't really we talk needed, on that yeah, much we, either i was gonna that, bring that up as well the um the uh the the, the I did journey. really like that there wasn't an advantage. Yes, that, that was, was refreshing. Yeah. Okay, because yeah. every time they've gone on the journey, they're like, take this hike to get to know each other. And like, we never really even see that. And yeah, so to have this like one that. be entirely Danny and Brandon, like talking and like, just even though it's not a conversation that I love going forward, <laughs> it's much better than them. Like, like just having a confessional, they get to the sign where it says, pick a, Pick a dude or whatever. Pick a, uh, <laughs> Pick a dude, and, any dude. But like this is yeah, just like a little lunch. I wish that's what it was every single time. You get picked to go on the on the journey, and you like go just like meet other people. And also, that's an amazing like setup for people to be duplicitous or for other people to be suspicious. Like the first journey you go on, really, you didn't get anything. You just ate food with the other two. Yeah. I don't believe that. That's a great setup. Like, yeah. Okay, wait. This is also okay. The whole thing. With this, this is reminding me, Jeff's always like, well, we can't do the auction anymore because the players just hold their money back because they know there's going to be an idol or whatever. And it's like, this is literally proof that you could, that you just gave them food. That was it. And it's like, everyone was like, I bet there's probably going to be an advantage or whatever. And there wasn't. And that was fine. And that way, it was just, it was the best scene. It was one of the best scenes of the season. Literally, because it had a direct effect on the game without throwing a doodad at it. It was like, there's a, like, a like action and consequence based on this because right. you had three people from different tribes interacting and two of them broke down and one of them did not like that and that directly affected her relationship with another player in the game and like now it's just like it's so much better like i don't it's like i wish i had carolyn's interjections written down because they were they were I'm, so funny well, they the were one, gold uh, the one i loved was um well i'm glad we got that figured out yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's literally like they basically are verbally handshaking that they're gonna take each other to the end and she's like well good luck yeah <laughs> and she's like, also giving them. them a look while spitting out an orange <laughs> <laughs> 
And it's like, I know, I've seen people be like, I feel like this conversation always happens where it's like, if any sort of like, um, oh, we should totally like, bro- like any sort of like connection, I guess like identity connection, people are always like, well, like they're just doing that from like a, um, like a game perspective. So it's, you shouldn't be mad at that. It's like, I mean, I can still be angry that the consequences that women get voted out, like that's not what I like in the game. So I can right. still be angry. I get that. It's like, yeah, if you see another muscly dude, you're going to say to the muscly dude as a muscly dude, muscly dude should stay in the game. I get that. That's a game move, but I don't like that. <laughs> well, there, you have to understand that people like them don't win very often. Yeah, and people like mm-hmm. men don't win Survivor very often, only most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> Survivor Reddit really does feel that way, unironically, that I discovered last night, for sure. Uh, yeah, um, like the big buff man. It's like... Uh, I think it's like Erica and Marianne won back to back, and then Gabler was also, he was a man, but he was also kind of an unconventional winner, and I think because of that people are just like oh yeah you like can't like go in as an obvious threat and survivor anymore and then meanwhile it's like i don't know a dude is like definitely winning this season so so unfair like nobody like a ben or a wendell or a nick wilson (laughs) or a chris underwood Underwood. or a tommy sheehan or a tony blockos could ever win this game (laughs) you don't get it nick wilson was a david yeah he was so scrawny and tiny and just a little thing, yeah. It's just He's like different. I can't believe Nick. Well, I can't believe you invoked Nick Wilson in your own home. I can't believe it. Like well, it's like saying Bloody Mary him. into the mirror. <laughs> we voted yeah. him out, so it's yeah. okay. Emma, he's horrible. You know, he. It's not my fault that he was in that lineup of winners for me to ironically mention. <laughs> yeah, it's just like so silly, and it's like yeah, I get it. They're only saying that from a game perspective, but yeah. like I can still be like. On Carolyn's side. <laughs> this is the same thing where, to, like, in Cambodia, I mean, I can't believe I'm even invoking it, but it's a slay way because I'm talking about Tasha, yes. where she's talking to Spencer and Jeremy, she's like, touch fuck me, and she's like, I think, it's, I think it's, uh, it feels good for her to, like, play. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, like, and she's like, we wow. need to take out the non-threats or whatever. Obviously, she's saying that to Spencer and Jeremy, and she's like, we're all threats, like, that's our group, like, we're together. It's just funny to watch it in a scene where there's someone literally right there who is not like they're not talking about they're like we're the buff guys we have to stay together carolyn yeah you're great too because you're not good in challenges it's like it's every nice. single thing they say is like yeah right. carolyn you're, yeah, yeah yeah they weren't even like making an effort to like make her yeah, feel less awkward or like included and carolyn's not the kind of person to let that shit slide she's gonna bring she's but gonna they, call it out and it was so funny the best part is they don't know that that's why it's so good it's like right. they're just like guess assuming that she'll be okay with it right <laughs> i think the fact that we see the whole thing through carolyn's eyes is yes. so promising for her chances on making it I, I mean obviously she's gonna be in the finale i don't know if she's gonna win mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. well i don't we were saying that shit about shan so like who knows but yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a scene in this, in that, there's a shot in this scene where Brandon and uh, Danny are, like, so excited talking to each other that they're both, like, kneeling and, like, way so far above where Carolyn's just, like, sitting on the ground. And <laughs> Brandon, they're just, like, they're, they're like, I, they're, like, way above where she is. And, like, they're not even, like, looking at her. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect storytelling. And I feel like it's just, like, they kind of lucked out that then there was a non-LM and, like, we just got a full human story for 45 minutes, which is what we need. Slay. Slay. Um, the end period. I think that was every scene. I think we've talked it all through. I do have some Ooh. challenge thoughts. Oh. I, I know nobody cares I, about challenges. I was hoping so. I'm so grateful up. for you, Jack, yeah. because I was hoping that someone would come in and carry talking about challenges because okay. I do not pay attention. Because I am a challenge hater Same. nowadays. Let's I go. Challenges used to be fun. After watching Australian Survivor and going back to US Survivor... Mm. There's just such a stark difference where it's like... We need charades. Like, Australian Survivor clearly cares about the... Well, clearly cares when people break their shoulder on them, but... <laughs> uh, but, like, 
Survivor just pulls bits and pieces and says, this is a challenge. This is the greatest thing. This is perfect for television. <laughs> but I wanted to start by saying I was very happy to that they brought back the Missy Payne ankle breaker make-a-wish challenge. Yes. Um, iconic, legendary that she saw. took out another person. I did <laughs> take out another person. I really thought... Matt was going to get a concussion when he, like, fell and hit his head on me. I was like, oh my god, here we go. But uh, I don't want people on Survivor to get hurt. I want to make that very clear. Um, (laughs) I need contestants to stop lip syncing when Jeff says his little things. Like, oh, Mutity is back up. Like, every single episode, it's somebody being like... <laughs> I'm lip syncing for those who are not watching the right, video right, version right. of this. That doesn't exist. My it's not it's not that exact same thing. But my least favorite version of that is when Jeff is like, Rebecca, Immunity Idol. Now, like, give it back to me. And she's like, I'm gonna get it back soon, Jeff. Like, <laughs> literally, just give it back, please. Or, You're making me take it off of you, huh? Yeah. Or whatever oh, the fuck. God. You know like, what I mean? I, it's like kind of weirdly leering. Bits yeah. around exchanging the Immunity Idol make me so Ooh. upset. Or like when someone like jokingly like brings the Tribal Immunity Idol up to him. It's like that's a little. Better, and now but... it's like presenting the sword, and I'm like, stop. Yeah. Like, please stop. It's making me uncomfortable. I am unwell. <laughs> but while Jeff is explaining that they're gonna the winning tribes to select people to go on a journey there is this super loud trumpet or horn noise that plays and if you did not hear it you need to rewatch this episode because it's literally overpowering the vocals or what Jeff is saying and I'm like who audio mixed this this is awful sorry I just needed to bring that out there and then it's also, giving UK2 finale uh, final four verse challenge how badly mixed that was, um, that song. Yeah. Was it to I don't was it to the moon? I don't remember. Release but, the beast. Yeah. Yeah. But a little bit of love, that's what it was. Go on. And then also, <laughs> I am really happy. Well, I don't know if I'm happy, but Claire really broke the sit-out bench. Like, yeah. those things are a mile apart. They are. I, know I saw the screenshots. There, like, literally is a bush between them now. I'm like, uh, they're really punishing people who don't compete in challenges. They literally do not give a shit about people who sit out in challenges. And it's very clear, and it makes me very upset. Because right. that is... They're probably not going to get, like, advantages under the bench anymore. Like, no, they're no. not rewarding sit-outs anymore. They're not yeah. giving them any oh. way to strategically advance themselves in the game. It's like, if you're not competing in challenge, like, fuck off. Which is so bizarre to me. Like, Claire Claire Rapson, the Michelle Fitzgerald, I would say, of the sit-out bench. As Michelle (laughs) removed the jury speech format, so too has Claire Rapson removed the sit-out bench uh, strategy moment. What is Chelsea from Ghost Island going to do on her second season? (laughs) I'm not sitting. I'm not sitting. (laughs) (laughs) They used to do just have everybody compete. Like, I distinctly remember in Marquesas, there's a challenge where Boston Rob was leading, like, his entire tribe around a maze. Like, then there's, like, eight of them, and then, like, the other tribe, I don't know, whatever. But it's, like, they don't, they didn't have sit-outs. Like, everybody just did all of them. Right. Uh, And it's kind of like, you know what, maybe the tribe who lost should be punished for losing the previous game. I mean, I feel like that that's kind of the argument, is, like, well, then the tribe who's winning, like, gets to sit out the weakest people. people. Yeah, that's Yeah. It's like, how do you balance it? I don't know. It's like kind of like trying to balance Pokemon, you know? There's always going to be the tears. Right, always... if you pull out one thread, that like makes something else unravel. If you change right. one, if you pull one lever, you have to adjust they something else. Not every yeah. Pokemon can be viable. That's just like not how it works. Yeah. As always, tribal immunity should be randomized and individual immunity should be expunged. <laughs> I mean, that, I will say that's what I did when I um, famously, Roan was not present. He had already left the, the vacation home when I set up right. the Survivor game. And the immunity challenge was, I'm going to shuffle these cards, and whoever gets a face card is the winner of immunity. Perfect. Yes. But they really just, I think, need to bring back two tribes and a reward and an immunity challenge, because that adds just so much... With a swap. Like, just so much strategy, like, that I think is missing, because then 
We have all these people coming. Why did you get this at all? But also, Claire sets out three challenges. Okay. And she gets all this shit. And then Matt sets out two. Broken shoulder. Uh, and then Jeff's like, you set out two challenges. We need medical to look at you right Jeff now. is like, I am so impressed <laughs> that you injured yourself in this game. Like, King of, uh, like, breaking your shoulder. Scary. It's right. like, it's like, Jeff is like, I don't even know how to describe it. He's almost like an evil, like, uh, what's the word? Like, foreman of, like, some sort of assembly line. And he's like, that person just lost a hand. That's the commitment I want to this company. It's like, no, Jeff, that's bad. You do, you are doing something wrong. But for challenges, just in general, like, I'm just so sick of the Survivor Challenge graveyard where they just pick and choose because the fact that we have multiple contestants who have, like, practiced previous challenges... Yes. I, I'm sorry, but if we're coming into Survivor with a playbook on how to win challenges, like, you're a nerd. You know, I was literally going to say that, like, I'm not holding back at this point. If if you're doing that, like, I understand, like, getting a slide puzzle app on your phone, that's one thing. But, like, you know, like, I've been on a show before and you do prepare to go on it. But, like, 3D printing Survivor challenges, get a fucking life. Like, that's (laughs) insane. (laughs) Like, Unfortunately... The producers of On Fire with Jeff Ropes love that contestant. Of course, that. of course. Uh, and they don't, they're like, that shows that you've been preparing from day one, blah, blah, blah. But, but then it's not a puzzle. I agree. It's just like you're, it's a memorization. It. Yeah. Right. You memorized Which, it by rote. You're not using brain power to solve a puzzle. You're yeah. just doing something that you memorized. Right. Yeah. On that note, love you, besties of the pod, Evie and Owen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, go off. You. I mean, look, this is what Survivor's doing. And so you're, it's, it's like Kevin Martin. Did I just shit talk? Uh, people without realizing it. No. Okay. <laughs> I was really just talking about Carson, and it's not actually that bad. I just wanted okay, to be a four-piece puzzle. I'll, Abby, you're fine. <laughs> but, like, look, if if survivors doing it to themselves, so it's like I'm not yeah. like I'm like mad at the contestants for like knowing that and behaving in a way that just makes sense for them to win this game. Yeah, but agreed. it's like switch up the puzzle, or at least if it, it's yeah, like, that's more what if, I mean. if you're gonna do a tr- if you're gonna do this tree puzzle, like make it look different. Do literally anything. Like, switch it up. Like, uh, I don't different know. Different tree puzzle. Different fire puzzle. Different yeah. manta ray puzzle. Di- I yeah. love Was the this... hanging bat and, like, the fishbone stuff. Like, those things are cool. I loved the fishbone one. I forgot about that one. Was this the episode... I literally can't remember. They all blur together. Was this the episode where they did the stacking the boxes with the different colors? Was that, that was this past episode? episode? That was last week. I do like that one. Because it's, like, yeah. deceptively simple and, like, has a different solution every time. You can't really, like, totally prepare it for it. Right oh, here. I was wondering! Oh, my God, Slay. And it's not um, even... It's just, like, you're doing a mini Rubik's Cube. That's not a survivor exclusive and it was right. it was way different than this it, i love that they like oh, he made them huge like they that yeah. they changed it right because imagine I, if they did the tree puzzle but it was like gigantic like that. right but i do kind of dislike i guess think about challenges generally i kind of dislike now that the i mean I, like you were saying i hate how formulaic it is i hate how like pick and choose like you know like one station two station three stations like we're done you know what i mean like you know like running thing climbing thing puzzle whatever is a little boring i also don't I mean, it is kind of cool to make the puzzle harder by making it really big, but then it's just creating another strength aspect yes, to the challenge, true. which the challenges already have. So, like, I don't know. It kind of, that annoys me sometimes. Mm-hmm. I would like to see a puzzle that isn't geometrical. Like, can they do a numbers puzzle? Can, like, they I have. Uh, they, yeah. did, had, they did a puzzle that was an 100-piece puzzle that was just the numbers, 1 through 100. Uh, <laughs> which Laura Marat Beast did. Yes. <laughs> I don't, wait, oh, what season was that? Black I, versus Water. They also did it okay. on Worlds Apart. Maybe I think Redemption Island was the introduction. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. And I like the word challenges, but I don't. They need to stop being like dumb phrases that are made up. They just yeah. they need to be something else. Okay. I don't bring know. back. I'm always going to say this. We need to bring back the freaking uh, mixer tribe mixer challenge of yeah. like, do you have this the like go fish 
like look in your box. If they're not gonna do swaps, they need to be making them talk to each other more. Literally, and I don't understand why they don't like that, and like that would require so little effort. Like it's not like you have to build a new set; you just like have a box full of garbage. Like that's easy. Claire should be allowed to talk to people on other tribes and exchange information. Like why is that bad? I I don't care if no one else is allowed to do it. Claire was allowed to do it. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just it's so bizarre to me. Bring back memorization ones. The like. Pull down the curtain. You have to memorize the objects. Put it back up. That's or up. swim out, smash a tile. Like anything. The, the rolling ball challenge from forty three. The final six reward challenge. I'm like, make that like a like spice it up a little bit. No yeah. memory of that. I'm sorry. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> it was it was the one that Russell Swan like died on. Yeah. Right. Uh, Oh, sure, yes. So they brought that back for 43, and I was like, oh my god, they have a budget again for challenges. And then this season, I'm, I'm like, oh, here we go again. No yeah. budget. We'll see, we'll see what the individual I ones are. Like, I kind of like those better anyway, usually. But we, I feel like there was a serious bad era of Survivor challenges in the 30s, but I feel like we're at least... A, at least a tier up from like 35, 36 carnival games. We are a tier up from the picking a white or black rock out of a yes. bag. Yes. <laughs> challenge from. Jesus. Period, period. Okay. Last, I think the final thing we haven't talked about is Jeff's arrival at Tika Tribe, where he's like, guys, just guess why I'm here. And everyone's like, did Matthew leave the game? <laughs> he's like, right. Exactly. And so. You're not going to travel council. You're not going to travel You are council. anointed. You are anointed. <laughs> and just what just so you know what was gonna happen, tribal council is no longer happening. You will not be doing that, and what you will be doing is something else because what you did is exactly <laughs> what you wanted to do. It's like you could this could have been a tree mill. Yeah. yeah. And the way he was like, <laughs> You guys look so calm. And it's like, yeah, because you're coming to our camp. We know we're not going to tribal yeah. now. Of course we look calm. We're like Oh yeah, we're safe. <laughs> right. It's like already fucking dark out. Like at that point, they probably know that they're definitely not going to travel. They're so like, where the fuck is the boat? They were looking at their watches. <laughs> yeah. since, like, it's seven. Where they're sitting out there on the beach. Like they've probably already done like the tape to like walk. Yeah. at sunset Literally. and now they're just waiting for the boat you're right yeah it's like okay I guess we're they were, I wonder where they, I wonder if they were on ice and then the cameras came back on and then they were allowed to start talking again and then like Jeff came I wonder I don't know how that all works I think yeah I think you're right they probably knew yeah like, at, at a certain point like you said if we're not getting ready for tribal it's not happening yeah, yeah it's sad um yeah, he's he just he's 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 too much the ego's too much on the the on one knee yeah there's a lot of on one knee in this episode. Brandon and Danny were doing that during lunch as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Proposing to each other. A sort of proposed. Oh, well, it's yeah. a sort of knighting sort of well, <laughs> Anointing, that. even. You're anointing. You are anointed. Um, well, um, that... Do we want to get into Sam? You had an idea for... Well, okay, yeah. I guess, should we should we do this pre-edric or after-edric? I think, I think like a final segment of the show would be after-edric, but then people might leave. Like, what do you think? Um, let's do it. How are we feeling after edric? Yeah, I think that's what we, we can do. Think. Let's do a quick edric. Yes. Okay. Can, so yeah. we're gonna do plugs first, uh, in case anybody wants to hop out, and we'll put out a poll this week to see if people care about this. Right. Uh, Roan, where can people find you? What do you want people to? Look um, at? you can follow me on Twitter at Transit Diagram. Um, and yeah, I have nothing really to plug at the moment. Um, I'm a singer and choral composer in Chicago, and sometimes I post music like once every five years. Um, but yeah, you can say hi to me on the internet if you would like to um i also post a lot about jeopardy if you like jeopardy so mm-hmm. there's that jock beautiful you... roommate of mine oh my god am i your most beautiful roommate 
I, I love oh. all my roommates equally. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're all threats. Right. All <laughs> gotcha. So you can find me on any social media under Jack Connors. That's J-A-C-K-C-O-N-N-O-R-Z. There's a Z at the end because the S was taken. So I had to do Z. Um, <laughs> uh, you can find me on any music streaming platform. I have like two songs out right now. And then I also do like YouTube videos and I do... I think that's it. That's all I do. Yeah. Big TikTok. Uh, <laughs> It exists. Who cares about Ever since they banned me on TikTok Live, I don't care about TikTok. Oh, anymore. what did you do? Apparently broke their sexual and nudity oh, policy. Um, Too hot for TikTok. I think I literally kissed my Togepi plush and someone reported me. I literally think that's what happened. Oh my god. Furry rights yeah. now. <laughs> furry rights. Furry rights. Uh, Derek? Yes, you can follow me at Reindeerks on Twitter. You know the handle at this point. Reindeerks <laughs> pod, Twitter, Instagram, follow... Um, follow Christine as well. Xteen underscore files on Twitter, I believe. Yeah, in the Xteen files on Instagram. Yes. Christine, we love you. We hope your we miss you. essay is slain. Yeah. Excited to talk to you next week. Love yes. you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Sam. Um, you can follow me at Sam Sandish on Instagram. You can follow my other podcast that we've been on a little hiatus because our lives got so busy, but this week, uh, we will be doing the mid-season finale of Buffy Season 2 at Buffy Boyfriends. Uh, what is my damn line? Parts 1 and 2. And, uh, you can read my newsletter, Do You Wanna Hang Out, where I post about the events that I'm going to that week, uh, and I want to see you there. And... I think that's everything. Well, oh, if you're in if you're in the New York area, come to Crystal Lake. We do survivor watch parties every single week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fun. I went. It is fun. Jack's been there. Doors open at seven. Show obviously starts at eight, and then usually we have the room all night after. So come and hang out. Um, okay, edically speaking, hmm. I am. You know, I do. I feel like we're narrowing down to Carson and Carolyn. Oh, okay. I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm feeling a Tika moment. Dubious mumblings. Sure. I'm feeling a, honestly, maybe it's just because we see them so much, but like the most developed relationship on the season is Jam Jam and Carolyn. We, we're getting peaks and valleys. We're getting a journey with them. And so to me, it's like those two, honestly, is what I'm feeling. I, the two, I would say Jam Jam, I guess, but Carolyn's the more of the main character of the two. Yeah, for me, it's Carolyn and Jam Jam kind of leading the pack. I also do feel like Franny has some legs yeah. to her story. Like, I feel like if anyone on Soka could speaks to winner vibes to me, I think it's Franny. Mm. Um, and then I guess if I were to pick someone from Raw 2, yeah, I guess Carson. But I, I think he's, like, sixth place. Like, he's, like, Omar to me right yeah. now, maybe. It's, yeah, it's, like, just gets a little too big for his britches. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's fair. I just feel like he had... I feel like he has the story and he hasn't been, like, undercut by, like, anything so far on the show. That's fair. He's kind of giving me who was the youngster in 43. Sammy. Sammy. It's kind of giving me Sammy. Sammy Everyone was very convinced of Sammy win winner vibes because they're like, oh, he's, like, going to be the youngest winner ever. He even said it himself. Like, that's kind of the vibe I'm getting from Carson. I just don't think we're getting someone under 21 winning Survivor. Period. (laughs) Right. It's hard to imagine a jury voting for... A child. A child. <laughs> um, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Thoughts, Jack? I, I do not think anyone from Rot 2 will win this season. No. Yeah. They're a big bunch of flops. That's it's what so they get for voting out Maddie. That's what they get. <laughs> Brandon, Speak on it. Brandon's confessional count is one of the most iconic ones in Survivor history. It's like 14. 
one zero one two <laughs> like it's like how did this happen yeah she burst um, on the scene and then lauren it's like girl we need you in here we i know she like she they i'm sure they're interesting people this is like this is not about them her, it's about how they're being yeah. presented her yeah. story is the bank of out advantage and that is it right like, we just forgot about her i'm sure <laughs> she'll have like she's gonna have like a spike up and at, i bet she's one of the people that we lose at the final 10 split just gonna call that. Oh, it's giving that for sure. Because yeah, I think yeah. I think it's gonna be some bullshit. Her bank of vote thing will have will have some sort of it's Chekhov's bank of vote. It'll like have an impact at a couple episodes down the line, and she'll I be gone. Like, I feel that. like the payoff will be someone finds out about it and they vote her off before she uses it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I disagree with you two saying Franny is yes, the, I agree with because the her yeah. entire storyline yes. is about Matt whereas Matt's storyline is about Franny but also his own journey so in terms of like winner equity Franny's got no choice I I, oh. I think that Franny I see what you're saying but I think that Franny like has a lot of because she's gotten so much, in my opinion, kind of undue focus on this like relationship already I think it could be a thing of like where Matt's sort of, like, the main character of, like, that pairing, but then, like, Matt is the one that gets taken out early, perhaps, and then Franny's journey kind of, like, starts from there, like, sort of, like, a delayed start, like, Natalie Anderson kind of situation. I Um, do think that Franny will go further based on social media, Edric, because they posted a... (laughs) In other words, spoilers. (laughs) CBS posted a video where, like, they posted a bunch of tweets people had written about Franny and Matt or whatever, but... They posted the screenshots where, like, it bolds the terms that you searched for on Twitter. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, my God. Yes. And they only searched for Franny. Like, it wasn't Franny Matt. Whoever put these together was only searching for Franny. Only looking for Franny. Then I never said that. I am rooting for Franny. It's going to be... But, like, I agree with what you said. Like, it seems like all they're talking about is each other. It's like... And, like, they had that thing last episode where it was, like, they're teaming up with Danny and Heidi. Like, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like they are not... We aren't seeing enough of their, like... What's going on? My thoughts are this. My thoughts are that Franny is going to succeed where Gabby failed. I think she's going to take out her Christian. Oh, okay. No, I mean, um, if Franny wants to fight for Bestie of the Pod status over Gabby, you should feel free. But <laughs> I do feel inklings of Bestieism coming from her. I mean, she, yes, she loves us, but I mean, Gabby is my our, girly radar is a yeah. But Gabby pinging. will always be our our baby, our our love of our lives, but. Yes, what I'm getting at is I think Franny is going to, like, take out Matt, and I feel like she's going to pay for her sins. It's kind of the Okay, that she's would be gonna, a sickening story. She's, her flag's going to be raised, and it's going to be chopped down instantly, you know? Period. I'm, I'm kind of surprised you guys are so uh, reticent to give Carson his flowers. Uh, he, <laughs> I, I don't see it for her. He, arri- he arrived on Ratu, and the girls fell for him. But it's like, I just don't see it. I don't know why. It's like nothing. It's like, what do we... He's from NASA. He lived in space, something. I don't know. (laughs) I I do feel as though he and Carolyn are probably much more visible than the winners of the new era have been at this point. Like, I don't feel like we were getting as much of from them as... like I mean, Erica and Marianne and Gabler were all sort of like the fourth or fifth biggest characters if right not. they were kind of all late bloomers um, to a, to an extent marianne had a kind of a noisy pre-merge but i will say yes. we are talking we aren't really bringing up the fact that both franny and jam jam are 
got Matt talks at the beginning of the mm. season. That I think I is also probably that. a big reason why the forums on Edgic are pushing Jam Jam and Franny maybe even a little bit further than their content implies is literally just the Matt talks. Because it's only but, been true so far, like literally. Right, which is kind of wild. Yeah. I agree, but that feels like the kind of thing... That's the kind of thing that could be untrue at any time. Exactly. And it seems so arbitrary. It's not, like, inherent to the format of the show, right? So at any time, that could just suddenly become untrue. We trust the format. But they trust trust the format! But they trust the format. Matt. Whoa. Uh, Whoa. Exactly. Whoa. That's the four. Keep them out. Matt. (gasps) See, I know what I'm talking about. Walking the fuck out. You better that fucking duck. (laughs) Um, any other adjective? I mean, it's probably going to be someone we didn't even talk about in the Heidi! Yes. Winner, Heidi! I mean, I, th- I think... I mean, Erica vibes, honestly. For me, Heidi. Lauren, it's not going to happen, but, because I feel like none of her... I, I, I'm, I would be so into Lauren, but in terms of the edit, like, I don't think it's going to happen because her only content has been necessary. Heidi also isn't getting a lot of content, but as far as I remember, it wasn't all truly necessary content. We understand where Heidi stands socially a little bit better than we do Lauren, and... We have had very late bloomer winners. Like Erica was a winner, yes. and no one was talking about Erica after episode five. So I'm really, I don't really eliminate any people anymore with Edgic, and I've also kind of just gotten away from like episode ratings. Like I think I just kind of like to just look at the stories and just kind of be like, you know, where do I, yes. where and do I feel like these people are going? Yeah, I agree, and that's the thing I think we're missing. Maybe is like we don't have a Lion to Lamb, we don't have Marianne like horror movie, we don't have whatever the hell Gabler was doing. Alligator. I feel like the closest thing we have at this point is Carolyn's like referencing of being like how self aware she is or whatever. Right. And like in and I didn't want to bring it up in the pre edric section of the show. Do the <laughs> best for my game. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, her head is. Not you really and you really have her voice down. That's like a be a good snatch game for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. Um, but like, there's a part where Josh and Jam Jam are talking, and Jam Jam is like she is so much more aware than like like you think she is based on like how she's acting like she is very much a gamer like she and like it he's clocking it but we also see that he wants to work with her and it feels very kind of that those scenes where they were like thinking about whether they were going to get rid of Marianne or Mariah and they're kind of like Marianne will be a threat down the road but then they get rid of Mariah and it's like that Rapt. kind of thing um and mm. like so like it could since Jan like is going back to her, it could be kind of him like recognizing that she's a threat and then going back. But Carolyn kind of did the same thing where she's like, "It would be best for my game uh, to go with Josh," but then she ultimately wants to work with Jam Jam. Yeah, I think it's the vibe because is... she got new information about the dudes alliance. Right, and I will say like the fact that we do come in on it like an unedited Carolyn confessional yeah. is like that narrative. It's like we are getting a different kind of winner, and that winner is someone who like is sort of like on a different plane. From, like, the game of Survivor, she's kind of, like, looking down from, like, a different perspective, and we are, like, joining her on that journey. Right. It's it's a very interesting... Man, with this this episode has been so Carolyn-coded, but, I mean, Carolyn was in 35 of the 45 minutes of this episode, exactly. I think. Um, Carolyn, like, is... Is such an interesting character in Modern Survivor, and, and so strange... And, and strange, and I mean that in, like, a, a... With deep, 
reverence and praise yeah. when I say strange. Um, and I think it's really cool that like we're, she's our she's also the narrator of the season. She's also mm-hmm. our our self insert. Like we're seeing her, we're seeing the episode through her eyes, and they're they're working so so hard to make sure that we really really understand Carolyn. They want to make sure that we're not that we as an audience are not judging Carolyn based on the way that she talks or the way that she expresses herself. All those insecurities that she said that she had in like the first episode. They're like going out of their way to make sure that we really understand her. It reminds me of Marianne a lot. Yeah. The more that I talk about it out loud. And so I'm, I'm, I like, I, that's why I feel like I feel strongly about that jam jam Carolyn. It's like very, um, whatever orange tribe, what were they called? Taku. Ta- the Taku, like four, maybe we're getting like a, a Tika two. Stan. <laughs> um, and then the other like sort of themes in this season so far are sort of good versus evil. And then I also, in the premiere, they made a lot out of things happening in public. Uh, and mm. I feel like the good evil thing is Carson, that's him. And like, and Kane is like, like we talked about earlier. Yeah, Kane directly referenced that in episode four. They I did think. bring up Jedi, which is yeah, like, di- right. Yeah. And Lord of the Rings. And like, I, like all that stuff is like about good versus evil. Uh, and then Carson had some confessional where he, like, it, it was so funny because all the stuff in that scene from Kane is like, we're nerds, we're growing up. And then Carson, like, we get a confessional. And I was expecting him to do the Zach Wurtenberger thing where he was, like, making fun of Tori, where he, she's like, she kept talking to me about Harry Potter. But he, <laughs> uh, instead, Carson's, like, full game where he's just like, everybody loves me. Yeah. He's like, I've been here for four days. And I was like, you've been there for two. Right. <laughs> uh, when did that, when did that happen? Like, four days passed. Yeah. Did, is that, was that, like, an accidental spoiler? I think it might have just... I think it's just that's, that's how the episode Because fell. I assume Mergatory happens on day 12. Uh, probably. So, really like, hoping... it probably was that taken from that morning. Right. Okay, so, I mean, this probably... I mean, this isn't edgic, but it's, like, from a numbers perspective, is there a Mergatory? Yeah. There's 12 Yeah, there's 12 of them, so... Okay. I know I got confused, too, but it's been... That's why... Um, they, I mean, that's probably why they didn't go to Tribal, because they need 12 people. Right, that's fair. We it's have like, to have Mergatory. You yeah. have right, to Right, they won't skip merge. Mergatory. They won't skip Mergatory. You have to earn half of you are immune for the merge vote. It's horrible, and if they do it on 45... It's that's horrible. I'm gonna stop watching. Yeah, no, I, that's why I, I didn't say that because that's not true. But it's like literally, you're making the show worse, and it's sad. Okay, anybody edgy thoughts left? Public um, public stuff. I feel like people talking about Carolyn and like her outside reactions. She's she's very uh, open with her emotions. Is kind of like the game happening in public. I guess is my read on that. So it's kind of all just falling in Carolyn's lap for me. Yeah, but I do I think agree. if if the last three seasons have taught me anything, it's that like after the mergatory. Anything can happen. Yeah. I mean, Erica set a precedent where you can go from like zero to hero like really In fast. Lamb to lion. Yeah, or lamb to lion, if you will. So I'm I'm prepared for anything. I'm not. I'm literally not eliminating a single person. The but, first five yeah. weeks in the Edric chat in this show, we're just kind of like we're, we're we're scared. We don't know. We don't. don't know. We don't. We're not making any bold claims anymore. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, we get a little more confident someday. Um, final segment this week on Drag Race. There, it, th- it was the final four of Drag Race, uh, and before the elimination that ended up not happening, and that's something I'd complain about as well. Uh, Rue talked to all four of the finalists and was like, "You could all win. Like, I love all of you. You're all amazing. I anoint you. I anoint you. I anoint you. I anoint you." And so, for the final segment of the show, we're all going to talk about a final four uh, that we anoint as winners. All four of them together okay um does anybody have one that they want to share oh i could start go for yeah. it um, i, I like had a sh- my first choice probably i mean i had a short list so i could go through all of it but i won't um please save some for the rest yeah <laughs> we, i think we, you could probably just name some honorable mentions after um yeah i think i'm gonna go with ko rong yeah. as my mm-hmm. 
final, yeah, I anoint you, yeah. I anoint you. I feel like any of those four would have been good winners, great winners even. Mm-hmm. And whereas I went through like the entire Survivor Wiki, all final four, and I was like, oh, oh. I was like, yes, but yeah. then there was one well, person that was one like, where you're like, oh. I don't, annoy, I don't. There's annoy. the sherry pie. <laughs> yes. Oh no. <laughs> Um, mine is maybe, um, I don't know how popular this opinion will be, but I was trying to go for a deep cut because I feel like there's a couple that are like really obvious. Um, and I agree there are a lot of final fours where there's at least one person in there where I'm like, what the fuck? Um, but I'm going to go with Gabon. Um, (laughs) I feel like they were all, they all would have been, Bob is such a unique and lovably strange winner. And I think all four of them on some level would have hit that criteria one way or another. You can say whatever you want about Sugar, but she's extremely entertaining. And like, honestly, it, I, I don't think she ever would because I know Heroes vs. Villains did not go well for her. Um, and she did not have a good time uh, on that season, which really sucks. But if we would ever have Sugar back on Survivor, I think that would be a really amazing experience. She's just like so absurd. The triple blur, like forever. But that was so, that was Heroes vs. Villains anyway. With, yeah, with, with Gabon, it was such a chaotic season and you end up with that final four and you're like how the fuck are these people here and they all kind of like fulfill like a unique archetype like Susie I anoint for being like ultimate like chaotic mom like telling Corinne to her face that she was gonna vote her out and like so many other amazing moments and challenge beast legend yes Bob like fake idol originator and like so many other ways oldest winner so many other ways is like super iconic sugar so emotional hard on her sleeve the entire time I think was actually just like so genuine and um like her journey through the season is just like fascinating and then Maddie like perfect like straight man I guess to like the three of them where he's just like kind of sort of was the audience insert of that final four and then so him kind of being like the fallen angel of it is like I think very poignant and so I anoint those four yes um I mean I feel like I'm gonna do a little bit of bias I don't think I even brought this up to Roan on our way here as an option but I might just have to go with the Amazon mm. as my choice who's there okay so you got your Jenna Maraska icon legend yeah. moment mother Yes. Um, you've got Matt, like, just, like... Insane. Chaos. Yes. I, we love that. A chaotic male figure in our lives. Um, Robbie C., obviously, our king, R.I.P. Yes. Um, and then Butch, Illinois resident, owner of... <laughs> famous Illinoisan. Famous Illinoisan Butch, who has literally, I think, some of the best, like, visual storytelling that the show has ever like had handed to them in their lap, which is the burning of the shelter and the burning of the, Oh my um, God, I forgot the believe in yourself flag in flames, like iconic. So I anoint all four of them. That's a good choice. I live. Yeah. I have to go with Edge of Extinction. Just kidding. Ah! Uh, <laughs> I'm like, what's Jump the scare. final four? <laughs> Wait, you actually wanted the first four boots. <laughs> that, yeah. um, no, it, what surprised me when I came up with this was that there are several that I would pick. Like, there are, I really expected it to be like, well, go wrong. That's it. But there, are, like, a, there are many. There there's are, another really obvious one. I'm wondering if it's the one you're going to say. It may or may not be. Well, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, Micronesia is like yeah. Yeah. so easily. I mean, what name another more iconic shot of the final of a literally. final? Yes, four. literally. Like, yeah. You literally can't get one that is 
the photo that encapsulates the final four. Like, those are the girls. Uh, they slayed, like, go off queens, everything. They are amazing, and we stand all four of them. Absolutely. I anoint, I anoint, I anoint, I anoint. Yes. But there are so many honorable mentions that it just, like, while everybody was talking, I wasn't paying attention. I'm just kidding. Oh. But I was I was running through them really quickly and just kind of, like, like one world, even. Like, I'm obsessed. Wow. Yeah. That was on my short list. San Juan oh, yeah. San Juan oh, you know what? San Juan del oh, Sur is such yeah, a good choice. Vanuatu. Like, literally, there yes. are so many final fours where I'm just like, girls, you did it. Yeah. I mean, and I feel like that there can be an argument for, like, a Borneo. Or, yeah. Like, it's like, where it's like, maybe, I mean, Borneo's was just so iconic. Like, utterly iconic. Like, I, yeah. Like, by definition, iconic. It's like, maybe. I mean, not even maybe, there are things that have been done that are not good by people of course. in the final mm-hmm. four, but... Character-wise, within the canon of the show, these the are television cart, like, yeah, the television characters of the final four of Borneo obviously are iconic. Like, mm-hmm. you, people now, like, even, like, super nerds like us, like, could probably tell you mm-hmm. yeah. stuff about the final four of Borneo. I think in a modern context, the tr- a truly legendary final four, even though I don't really care for all of these people, I would say two of them I don't like, but um, Kagayan, for sure. Yeah. Like, I mean, all of them have come back. All of them, one of them won twice. I mean, like, you know, that's like a, that's a really heavy hitting final four. Um, final four of heroes versus, versus villains as well is truly. Uh, really something else. All four of the Exile yeah. Island final four came back. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, <laughs> Carolyn voice. Uh, the R two four. I can't like, handle the voice. It's, it's like so that, that would not be something that I reference, but I know that's probably the first one that would come to a lot of people's minds. Right. Um. What about non survivor top fours? Yes. Um. I feel like Big Brother Six. Uh. Is that that round of gameplay is very iconic in my mind. Uh. Janelle in that black outfit, iconic queen. <laughs> Um, I'm not a Big Brother person, so I'm just going to take your word for that. Sure. <laughs> it's, a, it's a really good choice. Drag Race Season I, 8. Yes. Drag Race Season 8. I, I think, stay, sticking with Big Brother, I'm going to actually, someone go. I'm going to uh, look up who Big was Big Brother Canada one. 2. I was going to say a BB Can yeah. season. I was like, yeah. BB Can 2 or BB John, Can Sabrina, um, Netta, <laughs> and Heather. What's her name? <laughs> well, um, Rowan brought this up and I agree. Um, dare I say the 74th annual Hunger Games have a very <laughs> iconic top four. You've got your Katniss, your Peta, you've got your Kato, you know, like depth, you know, sort of like trained to kill from birth, mm-hmm. regret at the end of his life moment, Thresh, king of, you know, like saving... In the name of Rue. Oh, I didn't remember if it was Foxface. Or... Foxface gets taken out. I, five, I, I yeah, think it's Foxface then the Thresh. Book, I, it is different in the movie it? versus well, the book. Thresh, I think either way, Thresh or yeah, Foxface, both iconic. So like, I don't. Either way, I feel like that's a good final four. Does anybody think that Foxface did it intentionally with the berries? <laughs> oh <my> <laughs> okay. No, bitch, I, I don't. I, <laughs> but it, what, how do we feel about Hunger Games as a resurgence in the culture? I like don't need it actually. Um, Where did it? It's the movies Netflix coming out. Are being taken. They're being taken they just off got of taken Netflix off. Netflix. Yeah, and um, the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes is coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like in a world where J.K. Rowling is like the villain of life, I feel like we need a Hunger Games, like a sort of YA moment that actually is talking about fascism in a way that is not dumb. Um, and I live for it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Jack and I also t- discussed uh, Survivor Maryland New Beginnings Final yes. Four, oh. All Girl Alliance at the end. Like truly, like any one of those four girlies could have won, and I would have been happy. There were some mistakes made along the way that I cannot um, claim all of their decisions, but uh, you know they are all legends and queens, mm-hmm. mommy. Um, maybe those 19 year olds are mother. <laughs> they, they I want to give a final four shout out to Project Runway season 10. Yes. Okay. You have Christopher Palu, 
It's fucking red. Uh, you um, have Melissa Fleiss, the person who said blood orange and triggered Christopher probably to say that. Fabio Costa, Fabio, Fabio, Fabio Costa, um, really good designer, gorgeous, has been on Project Runway like 15 times now. And then also someone who's won a, season, a show twice, Dmitry Shalikov, who has won Project Runway twice. I remember all four of them. They were all really good designers. Um, it's a great season of Project Runway, they for sure. It work. The best lifetime season, for sure. Well, season eight is like the most iconic for drama, but I feel like season 10 had the best mm. talent. Trying to so. think of any other like random show I can think of. I was gonna say a season of endurance, but I don't think any final four from that show is like worthy. Maybe Total Drama Island. Mm-hmm. Um, did anyone watch that? Or am I? We I were talking about this on the way here. Episodes. We both never watched yeah. it. Yeah, oh I my bad. god! I know. We're I like, old. Jack. We needed to phone in Gia worthy. Like I was like I like I was around, I was like that's one of those shows. I was like just like yeah. just too old. Like maybe a year too old to watch. it. I tried watching it after I had finished all Survivor, and I was like. I don't relate to this. Yeah, um, plus I, I was just, I don't know, I was like too, like, in my, like, I'm an adult watching, like, adult yeah, television I, show, like, Heroes on NBC vibes, you know? Yata. Yeah. Show me a cheer. I will say BB Can 5 as my final. Yeah, I was going to say oh, BB yeah, Can yeah. 3, even actually, though, even as though, well. Even though, you know, I don't, I, you know, Kevin Martin is whatever to me, you know, I do, I recognize that he's an icon to many. Um, the other three are icons. BB Can 3 is really good. Because you have Sarah, Godfrey, Ashley, and Brittany Blair. True. Yeah. All legends in their own right, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Ashley was the weakest of them, for sure. I wasn't a huge fan. I I like her. I also like her. Do I anoint her? No. But I like her. Okay, fine. If that's that's the metric, I respect it. But you need an Ashley in a Big Brother Final Four. You know what I mean? Big Brothers, it does feel like there are a lot fewer than Survivor. BB Can 2 was a really good call out, though. I was trying to remember if there's an iconic Australian Survivor. Champions vs. Contenders 1 was on my shortlist because of Shawnee, Sharn, Shane, and and Brian. (laughs) How did that happen? (laughs) I didn't watch that season, and so when I, I only, like, read, I didn't follow it at all, uh, read an article after it happened, and, like, I literally thought that the person writing it had like misspelled Shane when they would say Sharn and like <laughs> like and then they said Shawnee and I was like what's going on yeah. like it, it was so iconic when they came together and uh formed the Sh- alliance for one episode yes. and it was everything we needed <laughs> um um, I was like, well, I'm thinking like 2017, which is like my favorite Australian's favorite season I've seen. I, but I feel like Michelle Dugan and Tara are like kind of carrying there. No yeah, Peter Jericho, but Peter's not. Peter's yeah. like the, the sorry, Peter, saying. but he's hot, right? Like he has he glasses. Is cute. Yeah, <laughs> he is attractive, which is about like you ask for not for a male Australian Survivor player. Mm-hmm. Um, are we claiming anyone else? I mean, Us. Season nine of Drag Race. Uh, but like um, I hard I hard disagree with that. Tbh, um, two of them I don't like. Sure. Yes, we, I, we, I, we I, know that. I feel like culturally they're all legends. Two of them I am obsessed with and love forever. Two of them just like drag it down. To me, season eight, infinitely more iconic. Yes. And the current season 15, infinitely more iconic. True. Okay, yeah, oh, wait, this, this final four this is, is okay, This is what I also want to talk about. Mistress' storyline would be so much... Like, I just think... It doesn't matter to me if they're a finalist. Like, give her a... Like, she she was the worst in the challenge. Like and episode. she should have gone home. And I feel like there, you can be such an iconic legend of any of these shows without going to the end. Like, Sari has never made it to the end of Survivor. What is, Ron is, like, making so many faces over there. He's a mistress. I'm I want mistress I want mistress to win so Me, I'd bad. I love it, but she should have gone home. I agree. I would have loved her as a character of reality television. Like, coming on to an all-star season as, like, I should have been in the finale and potentially won. Way more better than, like... 
yeah, I lost like in round one or two of a lip sync. Like that's not as interesting to me. Cause and now it's like okay, well she should have gone home, and I have no faith that like they're not gonna award her after she lost the final challenge. It's like, yeah, they it's could. over. They could, but why would they? It's it, also why I can't get into it. Like it's just. I will say I think they. I don't know what the format is. They have gone back to the sort of like you just do your own little like pre recorded song and then we pick a final two i believe is what they did for 14 again infamously i have like been like unable to see the finale live since season 11 i want to say for some reason i always have something going on that night um busy boy i know i have friends in the social life um (laughs) but um yeah so they could still do that which feels a little more like i feel like i prefer rue to rig the ending over a lip sync sort of decision you know what i mean yeah that doesn't i agree because the lip sync decision doesn't even happen they don't even make sense based on who wins the lip sync right um slay well if any of our listeners have final fours that they anoint uh tweet at us yes say us i already said us oh yeah yeah. past it oh yeah wait who would we all vote out if we were in a game like oh right now. Okay, well clearly I'm the newbie. <laughs> yeah, I that's know, like I was gonna say Jack would be like unfortunately like just like like time wise, but but it's okay. Production's gonna give me an idol. But do we have deep seated resentments that would like, make us? Uh, that's what I'm saying. I feel like Jack, Jack would have the immunity, like which mm. then it's like you get to choose. A Knew it. <laughs> I would just play my shot in the dark because I think if you guys were smart. You'd vote me out. <laughs> but <laughs> elevated. I don't know. I'm like, oh, that's a tough question. I, I would, we would have to be in the moment. I really do have to. I feel that. Who's on yeah. the jury? I mean, that has to. That is another factor. That has like, to be a factor. Voting for us to win. That or her be things. a flop pre-merch type who's lost their third <laughs> challenge. Or flop pre-merch. <laughs> no, no, we would. No, we would slay. We would have to deliver. But it's mm-hmm. like if we are the final four of a Survivor season, are we going down to final two or final three? Oh, there's fire making tiebreaker. Oh my god, there's That's so many. There's so many. See, I'm like running over to the gas station. All of these fucking changes. It's not fun anymore. You can't even sit around with your three friends and talk about who you vote out because if there's this many people left, no one's getting voted out. So exactly. it doesn't even matter. We did it. We made it. Right, we made it to the end, guys. Yeah, Holding we're in the finale. In the yeah, exactly. Moment. We slayed. Yeah, uh, and then when you guys vote me out, I'm gonna be like, "Good game, guys!" And like, grab my torch and like, my torch, like, oh, oh, okay, like, Jeff, don't do it, don't do it, no. No, no, no! Oh man, I make the most jiffable faces. I oh my god! That, I do hope that Survivor contestants start having a canned exit line like on Drag Race. Catch you, or when you catchphrase, catchphrase, you know. Yeah. I would, I would start. I always say this, but I would just start swinging my torch around like a katana <laughs> at the tribe and, and screaming and hissing at them like I did to people when I was in middle school. I oh, think yes. I yeah. would. After it gets snuffed, I would be like. So you gotta light it again, or <laughs> right? Like, <I'm... laughs> Honestly, I really do feel like my reaction would to be like be really like not even like outwardly angry, just be like fuck this, like really like visibly upset with everyone, like but not even say anything, just like stomp up to Jeff and just slam my torch in him and yeah. walk away. I I have no poker face, so I would be like, I literally I know I'd roll my eyes and be like. I know I'm saying this, but I would be crying. <laughs> I am very emotional. Yeah, like I'm very competitive, so I would be, be like mad, distraught. Yeah, yeah, I'd be, I definitely be upset. That is our plea to you, forty fivers. Only vote out men, and then yeah. when you get voted out, be angry. They, I think they're flying out soon. They, yeah, well, we, yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. Should I actually have to check <laughs> in for my flight? You're right. Um, Wait, do you know something? Maybe they are fully going. 
Drag Race All-Stars and, like, here's your Paramount Plus exclusive streaming. Now, like, our All-Star seasons are now their own separate Honestly, thing. Honestly, I would not be mad about it. That would not be horrible. Like, actually. it's its own show. Yeah, Especially right. with this 26-day format. Like, if they can bring back the normal show to be 39 days and then do a 26-day All-Stars, like, season. But I don't want that every year. Oh, okay. Right. That's what I don't oh, like yeah. about the Drag Race All-Stars. Yeah. It needs to be every four seasons so we can build up an actual, yes. like, a crew actual All-Stars. We need legends. Yeah. Um, Slay. Okay. Well, great discussion uh i love that you guys are coming wow what an in-person love love language doing podcasts together i know this was beautiful um it's gonna be strange going back to the distance fully spongebob and mr krabs reaching across to each other from different you know this it's grill is not a, a grill. home <laughs> it's just a greasy exactly. i should have done that at karaoke yeah last night. we did do karaoke last night and it's very good you guys should have came yeah, all, all, the, all the listeners. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why weren't you there? I'm mad about it. Everyone listening, I was watching the storm. The storm, like a movie or the actual the storm? actual storm that was outside. <laughs> I I napped through that. I think. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. Um. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you, Jack and Rowan, for being here. Thank you for having us. I had so much fun. Everyone is Me anointed. Too. Who's listening? Okay. Bye. 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 <laughs>